I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Index, delivered through the AI Podcast channel. It has been a while. Uh, wrestling, like the rest of the world, is in a very strange, strange place, and we're going to be discussing that. But uh, if this is the WrestleMania preview, or, well, that's going to be our first question. Should it be the WrestleMania preview? But I'll introduce my guests, and then we'll get into that question, and then we'll preview the card. Um, Alex, how are you? I'm doing very well. Hi, thank you. I was... Sort of uh, in that sort of mode of, you know, self-isolation, staying at home a lot of the time, nothing's happening. Yeah, I, I've been following wrestling news all a bunch because, A, it's sort of what we talk about in the chat, but also, B, it, there's no other sort of news to follow. But it sort of hadn't, it hadn't really clicked that it's mania season. I mean, it's not mm. really mania season, but it is mania season. But sort of over the last couple of days, I've sort of built up to this sort of proxy excitement where i'm actually genuinely curious to see what happens and now i'm curious to see the matches that are filmed remotely so yeah it's, i'm, I'm uh, it's not quite usual mania levels nowhere near in fact it's not even royal rumble levels but it is a certain level of intrigue i think that this event's uh, bringing up so i'm pretty good in that respect I will not have disrespect of Royal Rumble on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Rumble is the best one of the year. <laughs> oh no, absolutely! But you know, usually it's like, oh, WrestleMania yeah, the hype is level. the biggest yeah. hype. Um, yeah. But this is just odd. It's very odd. Everything. It is odd. very odd. It is very odd. How's coronavirus in Australia? Is is your government stupid as well? Well, we're we're sort of just below the level of UK stupid. We sort of ummed and ahed for a while uh we're nowhere near levels of us stupid but we, we did i'm an no, no one bit. is <laughs> apart from like hung, uh, was it hungary who just kind of went nah, hungary. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two that really give it a us the run for their money but um yeah we sort of we had a few complications in terms of our very conservative government sort of not taking it really seriously until but the, our benefit was that basically every, the, the two main state governments including the one i live in took it extremely seriously from the start uh, so we've been in lockdown for about sort of a week and a half, two weeks now, sort of proxy lockdown, then full lockdown. Um, and it seems to be, Australia seems to be remote enough that we're not getting a huge dearth of cases, like a huge, like a lot of cases. We're sort of just getting ones that have come over from one stupid cruise ship. So same as everyone in terms of what we're being forced to do. But luckily, we're so far away from the whole world that 
we don't really seem to be copying it too badly. Good stuff, good stuff. And today we're my other guest. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks for you. Yeah, all good. The, the, this is the type. It's the type of time where I like living in the middle of nowhere. It's <laughs> not one here. It's great. <laughs> How are you doing? You live. You live in a busy part of the world. <laughs> so yeah, in one of the, the the more busy places. Um, been self isolating for quite a while now. So at least that's been beneficial. But other than that, it's just keeping my head down, trying to avoid football gossip and rumors and all of that because. I really couldn't be interested in that at the moment. Do you not believe we're not signing Sterling? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it is. Le- very Le- much is a thing. Raheem Sterling's posse has apparently told Lakeith of all places that he's joining yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> that classical <laughs> Liverpool and Manchester City know-all Lakeith, the French outlet. Amazing. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so I suppose with wrestling continuing to go on, I've been able to keep up with that quite um, quite well. Um, yeah, other than that, just just riding it out, I guess. Yeah, and that's all we can do. Um, but today, I mean, I'll start with you. We'll go through a couple things. I mean, firstly, we'll go with WrestleMania in in that it's in two nights. Uh, what do you reckon of that? Because it, was it Wrestle Kingdom that first did that? What 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 do you make of the two night format? It's been something that's been, you know, rumored or thought of for a couple of years now with WWE of are they ever going to go to a two-night show? And as you say, um, New New Japan in their January and the, the, the big pay-per-view for them, their WrestleMania, um, theirs is two nights. And I think that breeds a lot better, especially considering how many matches are usually involved in in a WrestleMania-type weekend. Whereas WWE have always thought of, you know, they've always been, you know, sticking to the one night. I don't think it's even been, you know, contemplated quite seriously until this this point in time. And I think an indication of where WWE leans is probably the the commentary that you listen to um, on a weekly basis, where they've been very adamant in saying the one time only that WrestleMania is too big for for one night. And they keep mm. harping on the fact that it's the one time only, the only time. Um, so I think I think they're, they're quite clearly wanting to stamp out any ideas of future WrestleManias being longer than one night. Um, in terms of this one, as we say, it's a unique, it's a unique situation. Um, I think also the fact that there's no NXT takeover mm. that that's going to be happening. I think that was a big factor in allowing them to to go to two nights. Uh, and also Hall of Fame not being there. They're just trying to maybe draw out as much content as they can over the weekend, which is the weekend they probably would have dominated with the Hall of Fame, uh, NXT TakeOver, and then, you know, the grander stage of them, or WrestleMania itself. So, yeah, I think I don't see it happening in the future, or at least from this standpoint, um and in terms of the format of it, it's nice that we we will get two pay-per-views. It will be a little bit more spread out. I think it's three and a half, um, three hours, 15 minutes, sorry, for each one, uh, mm-hmm. seeing as they've already been taped and I suppose they've already put them together by now. Um, and they've, they've released that it will be three hours, 15 minutes for each night, which is a lot better to sit through than having to sit through an entire WrestleMania where you end up having to skip through stuff just by pure ex- exhaustion. 
Or you could be a psychopath like me who watches the whole eight hours live. Oh, my <laughs> word. But it's, it's my yearly challenge, and I always fall asleep in the main event. Um, <laughs> just good stuff. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I think for someone like me who tries to watch it live as well in the UK, it's much easier, uh, much easier to watch. But at the same time, I think I can't. I will kind of miss the challenge of not dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it'd be the women's five, fatal five way this year. That'd probably be the big challenge. Um, or Elias v. Corbin. Um, but Alex, what, what do you what do you make of the uh, the two night uh, format? Well, well, uh, one thing, guy, uh, you're you should be thankful you're not going to be falling asleep for the main event this year, which is evidently going to be Dolph Ziggler versus uh, our boy, Dolph, the man himself, obviously. Otis. You would, you never fall asleep. For never. Anyway, I'd take a nap just to just be to, up for that one. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I mean, in terms of uh, sort of different, different way we do it down under is it's it's about nine a.m. It starts down here usually. Um, so basically, me and my friend over the last couple of years, or we did it last year and the year before, um, have gone to to basically this pub. In uh, in Richmond, a suburb pretty close to the city, basically just train in and start drinking from about 10 a.m. Very Australian, uh, and basically, yeah, that it media day becomes sort of a festive celebration. Just, just, a, normal, just, a, normal, just a normal, well, Saturday, okay, yeah, just a normal Saturday. Just Well, that was Monday morning. Usually Monday morning. So this year we get to do it on a Sunday, but social isolation obviously means that we're going to be drinking solo. Which, I mean. It's not a much, much, that much of a big deal. Again, we're Australian and all, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting with the two night thing to see, sort of if it's got the same because there's always a party. It's like a, it's like Super Bowl because I've watched the Super mm. Bowl at, at sort of restaurants and, and I've done mm. them at a pub before too. And the Champions League final, the same thing, although that's late at night. It's it's got this atmosphere, this vibe to it, and I think going from what Taddy said before, I'm almost certain that that's what WWE want to preserve because I think they think that makes them the most money. If anything, from advertising, which I guess they don't really do on the network, but um, if they did sell pay per views, then I mean you could you could see them making money off that. But most most importantly, I think it's just from the sheer amount and volume of people um, that come to see WrestleMania every year. I don't know if they necessarily get the same. If it was a two-night event, I mean, I'd like mm. to think they would, but would people I, sort of only come for the sun for the can, Sunday show? Can you like, rent out a huge stadium for two nights as well? And the logistics of that, could, yeah. And can can they be bothered setting up the whole thing, sort of taking stuff down, setting it up again? So I think logistically, it is a bit of a because as good as brilliant as Wrestle Kingdom is, it's still only in Tokyo Dome, which is what. Usually twenty twenty thousand people, I think. And they don't. Do they have a huge? Not a huge set? production. Yeah. Never. They never, never, never. So it might just be logistics. Um, that being said, I love the idea of a two night WrestleMania. I think watching it, it is so less tiring. In like, it just ingesting the content. You don't get tired out by matches. Like even the women's matches wouldn't seem too bad. It's basically just a raw two thirty through two the two sessions of three hours fifteen minutes is two Monday night raws. That is so manageable. We're so used to three hours. Um, so the WWE could very much do it, but I'm not sure they will. Like Teddy said, it, the indication seems to very much be this is a one time only thing. 
Um, say in that. terms of weather, say that yeah. it was Rock V Cena once in a lifetime. Well, that's true. Once in a lifetime, <laughs> as it happened, Hulk Hogan was never supposed to come back. Bret Hart was never supposed to come back. So you know these things. These things happen. But in terms of whether WrestleMania should be happening, I mean, maybe we're about to come to that. But that's I don't go, think it necessarily it. should. But now that it is, I'm sort of thankful it is because it is a nice welcome distraction where everything else is shut down. I'll stick with you then. I mean, obviously, it, it, it's great for everyone because there's fuck all else to do. Um, but is it just the fact that it is WrestleMania? Could you have rebranded it as something, I don't know, in your house or something as a throwback or something like that, if, if you get what I mean? Could you have just rebranded it and done WrestleMania? Well, the, sh- the only thing is we never, we don't know when this is going to return back to normality, I suppose, is the problem. And then it'd fuck with SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, etc., wouldn't it? But um, is it just the fact that it's WrestleMania and it's going to be an empty empty crowd when probably the biggest part of WrestleMania is the fact there's normally 80,000, 90,000 people in the place? Yeah, I think there's, there's three parts to that question. There's one part, which is they... <sighs> They shouldn't really be doing it in terms of logistics, but I don't think they really had that much of a choice by the end of it, purely because of where they'd put themselves in a storyline perspective. You mean, I mean, imagine having to cut off Drew's big moment and sort of rescheduling it for four months down the line. Um, like we said before, the logistical perspective is the second thing. Uh, you've got essentially this... I mean, I don't know how malleable it is, but from the way I can tell and from what I've seen in the past, they book out their stadiums slash arenas a fair few months beforehand. They Mm. sell tickets a fair few months beforehand. I think they'd have rather just cop the mess that was, well, we're not going to make any money from uh, WrestleMania being in Tampa to all of a sudden having to spend money rescheduling it, then rescheduling SummerSlam because you're going to have to have Mania there, then, you know, rescheduling all these other events I'm sure there's another Saudi show. Uh, it's I think it was just going to be a nightmare from that perspective. And the third thing is, yes, there is fuck all else on. WWE, I think, saw a good chance to sort of get the network numbers up. Um, and it probably sounds a bit too callous in terms of thinking it from a business perspective, but they know they could keep their um, workplace safe purely because of the mm-hmm. amount of people it, it does take to, to sort of make a wrestling program. I mean, we saw Triple H on SmackDown the other day commentating. That was brilliant. Um, we've seen Asuka, which I'm sure today was today was going would have raised later, Asuka be on sort of every show, Becky and Shayna be on every Raw. Um, they, they're basically saying, if you're sick, stay home. We, we can make do. And I think it's nice that they've been able to say that and they've been able to make do. It's when the fuck off <laughs> roster comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's when they they like galactic wealth of talent that yeah. they've spent too long pooling and they haven't culled enough of it. It that's when it sort of comes to the fore. And yeah, and and it's been sort of all right to be like, well, even though there's nothing else on, there's no more football. There's no more even the little things like there's no you can't look forward to transfer with news or. You, like there's, there's just nothing. Do I need to the repeat least, the Sterling story? That's <laughs> well, yeah, true. But at the very least, um, we've got something to look forward to, which I think is nice. Yeah. Uh, whether they stay, they they whether they keep producing wrestling or they give their wrestlers a bit of a month break, I guess we'll see. But it's so much is just up in the air that it's hard to really make a judgment on anything in this time. 
Yeah, it's certainly very strange. I mean, to do what? What's your thoughts on the uh, on WrestleMania going ahead in in, in this form? Um, I I think I thought just because it was Vince, I, I kind of didn't have a doubt that they were gonna they were gonna do some kind of WrestleMania. Um, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to push for it to still have gone on, uh, you know, even as long as they did. The fact that the the state of Florida allowed them an, an extra week to make the decision of whether or not they were going to cancel it or continue with the the event at the stadium when it was a time when cities were already starting to be in lockdown just shows how much Vince uh, still believed it was possible to to have the, the the WrestleMania at a live stadium with fans and 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 everything around uh, what what encompasses WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was a bit strange and, and weird, but classic Vince in terms of, you know, um, I know we'll speak about AEW later, but we saw an AEW where the Brodie Lee took a, um, you know, uh, took a shot at Vince's, if you sneeze in front of him, he gets really upset. Um, they kind of did a skit on that on, on AEW, but it's the type of character that he is or, or the man that he is where I could see him saying, oh, you know, coronavirus, uh, you know, like just take a vitamin, have a steak, <laughs> like, you know, in, in, in the classic comedy old man um, gimmicks where he's just like, yeah, have a steak and, you, and you'll be fine or, you know, buck up or something. Um, God damn it. God <laughs> Blow your nose and get out there. Have a, have a strips and get out. You just imagine him just being completely like. It's fine. You just you just sick. It's fine. He doesn't. I don't believe in viruses. I, don't, <laughs> I believe in only my steely resolution, which is to be healthy every single day of the year and to live till 160. And that's how it's going to be for everybody. And even the fact that he was at the WrestleMania tapings, because I mean, obviously, uh, spoiler alert if you hadn't heard, but um, the 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 matches have already been taped. They were taped last week, and he was there at the taping. And he's one of you know the people he's that 80. would be. Exactly. He's in the he's got, he could he's die. In the demo, he's in the demographic of people that could be highly affected by by coronavirus and he was present at the tapings and you know, so you can just imagine um I think the only thing that I feel sorry for is probably the 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 wrestlers in terms of the pressure that they're probably under. You know, the they've done the whole publicity thing and Triple H was on ESPN and all of that saying Look, anyone that doesn't feel comfortable not coming in doesn't have to come in. But it's sort of one of those things, you know, in WWE where you'll say, okay, I'm not coming in because I don't feel safe. And then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then for the next six months, you're going to be buried to oblivion. You know, it's one of those things that could happen. And I think that's why it was so important. And I'm getting ahead of myself here, but why Roman Reigns was one to step out and say, He's not going to be competing at WrestleMania, but uh, we'll get to that later on. But I think in terms of it continuing, I had no doubt that it was going to go on in some form or fashion. I was sure it was probably going to be more uh, an empty arena type situation, considering the stages that we had gotten to with the lockdowns and, and you know, the advancement of the of the virus. Um, it was just a matter of how they're going to put the show together. Are they going to be able to tape it in time before, you know, restrictions get too stringent that they wouldn't be able to tape it? But whether or not they should have called it WrestleMania, I think they shouldn't have. Um, they could have made it any other pay-per-view or, you know, just made it. They, yeah, they could have called it anything else. And WrestleMania could have been done 
at any other time during the year, or at the very least, you know, make make an effort to inform everyone that SummerSlam will be the big, you know, show this year or something like that to divert attention from WrestleMania necessarily being the the grandest stage for this year. Um, I think, you know, we've seen with the Saudi um, tours that they can do another Royal Rumble <laughs> somewhere else in the year. So it's not a foreign concept for them to to then have a WrestleMania later on in the year. I think that would have been fine and I would have been for that personally because some of the matches that are going on now, I think, deserve to be in front of a crowd. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. I mean, as, as I said earlier, the, the crowd is the big part, but I suppose it is needs must in the situation. But uh, we're going to get like WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia or something, aren't we? <laughs> um, it's it's going to be strange. Um, but, um, I mean, let's talk about the content before we get into the card then. Because uh, today, well, I'll start with you because you wanted to mention um, AEW and. I've kind of stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. Um, I've watched a bit of the highlights of the more important stuff just before we started. But um, from going off our WhatsApp group, AEW seems to have what's the word I'm looking for? Reacted and developed better to having no crowd, whereas WWE is kind of just doing similarish stuff apart from your top performers like Heyman. Um, Seth KO and stuff like that. They're simply the highlights and Ra- Randy and Edge. Whereas AEW seems to have transformed it, it, its content to kind of suit the uh, lack of an audience. I think it's it's just creativity. They've been more creative, in my opinion, than WWE, and that stems from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I think AEW, out of all three of those shows, and if you include AEW as a fourth. I think that's probably the, been the most creative show. Um, creative in the sense of camera work. Uh, we've seen that now influencing Raw and SmackDown, uh, where they've, they've adopted some of the camera work that's been used by AEW during this quarantine era, if I can call it that. Um, we've also seen the likes of their use of their superstars being a crowd. Um, we saw how deafening it was the first show um, when when WWE came live um, during the coronavirus era, and Becky, I think it was Bailey and Sasha had a tag team match, and it was eerily quiet um, without the fans there. Whereas AEW used their superstars as fans; they had them in the crowd um, or in the seated areas, and and they were sort of betting on the matches or. Um, you know, cheering. They were smart in that they had the heels on one side and then the, the faces on, on the opposite side. So you could hear cheering and booing depending on, you know, who was going over in the matches. And I thought that was really, really smart. Obviously, you can't bring crowd in, but you've got your wrestlers there. You may as well use them. Um, and then in terms, I, I thought WWE were maybe going to adopt a similar stance, um, but then they continued to continue with the the no fans or, or no one in, in the crowd at all. And I thought it was quite interesting with that respect. Um, AEW then got a sort of like a warning that they weren't allowed to use their, their superstars. They got a warning from the, the, the state of Florida 
um, or that they, they weren't allowed to use their superstars in the crowd due to, you know, str- uh, more stringent lockdown um, protocol. And what they then did is they, they would pan to shots of their, their superstars in the locker rooms, still doing the cheering, the betting on matches and stuff like that. So they were still being inventive. And one has to wonder if, you know, if there was any political, because it, it was suggested but not confirmed that, you know, there was some wrestling politics involved in AEW not being allowed to use their their superstars as quote unquote fans in in the audience during matches and and they had to scale that back. But as I said, they were still being quite inventive in in how they they went about it. Um, but I think in terms of then the matches themselves, I think WWE haven't had as many matches as AEW. They've been you know able to use one of the big things that WWE has at their advantage, which is their library. They've got a massive mm. library of just content. So they've they've leaned on that quite heavily, obviously showing previous WrestleManias and and matches and having, you know, the production that they do have in terms of promo work and stuff. So I, I suppose they're playing to their strengths. So fair play to them. Whereas AEW a lot of their strength is their in-ring work and and being sort of like the workman's uh, show. And and they've had a lot more matches. Their promo work has also been quite decent, but as I alluded to earlier, they don't have as big a, a war chest in terms of um, content that they already have in their back pocket. So it would be interesting um, how the dynamics would change if there was more restrictions. For example, if you were no longer allowed to to host wrestling wrestling shows, what AEW would then have to do, whereas WWE, we know they've got um, hours and hours of content that they could just roll out week in, week out. And then lastly, just on AEW, they've now um, having to tape their AEW um, weekly shows, the AEW Dark and and the the weekly television show. They're having to move their location. They were originally doing it in Jacksonville, and the um, the place where they were doing it in Jacksonville, um, I think it's the Daily Daily's place. Um, that's now being set up as a coronavirus testing center, so they've now had to move to an undisclosed location uh, to to tape the rest of their shows. I, I would be interested to see if they do it at the Hardy Compound because that seems like a no brainer to me. I mean, you've <laughs> got you've got the Hardy Compound. He's got rings there. Uh, I think you could you could film a lot of stuff there, but then considering that they were keeping it undisclosed, it's probably just as a safety mechanism to not have fans, you know, come in their droves to try and catch a peek of the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've not I've not watched AEW myself. I watched, uh, well, I, I listened to Brody Lee because <laughs> I've always liked Luke Harper. I listened to his uh, Jericho podcast, which was interesting, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just never got round to watching AEW. Um, Alex, I know you kind of just caught up on all the WWE stuff. Have you checked out the AEW stuff? Uh, only results wise, um, they have been very creative. Absolute credit to them in terms of um, what they've been able to do. But I think Taddy's right in terms of WWE using sort of their their sort of greatest asset, which is their tapes. Um, we'll get onto this later, but they're also WWE also loosened sort of their um, tetherings, I guess, in terms of how am I going to say this nicely? Uh, 
how much they break kayfabe um, because we've we've heard uh, Orton call Edge Adam Copeland, we've heard Taker call Styles uh, Alan Jones, we've heard well, we've sort of seen this blending of reality and storylines uh, with Bray Wyatt and John Cena, and I think in terms of content wise, that's been WWE's sort of um, shift from sort of a, a kayfabe matters to okay everything is being shut down we're performing in front of no crowd you all know what's going on we can sort of play a bit faster and looser with kayfabe which i've actually quite enjoyed i don't usually like kayfabe being broken so so much but i think in these circumstances it sort of worked aw sort of gone the other way a bit because they they don't obviously they don't like cherish kayfabe to that extent um with being the elite and all that so they've been a bit more sort of ready to build characters using the fact they still do have a lot of wrestling to do on their shows to to build up not necessarily bigger stories but you know the hardy debut the Brody lee debut which i'm extremely conflicted about because i love luke harper i love Brody lee he's brilliant but jesus christ They've got to stop with the the anti WWE as soon as they come out of a as soon as they get their release. The first thing they do is cut a promo on how bad it was there. Uh, it just an impact to it. The same. Sammy freaking Callahan did it. He was in NXT for like a year, had two wrestling matches, was crap, still is crap. And even Sammy Callahan went to Impact and did a, did a oh woe is me. They don't let me be me there. They don't let me do anything there. It's just it's the, it's the fastest way that I can think of to suddenly seem small time. And considering how brilliant AEW has been in the last few weeks, it really annoys me. And I think they they should have done better than that. Um, but at the same time, I can see why it, it was designated a certain audience, especially AEW's audience, and I can see why they do it. Just It's just one of those things that annoy me because they've got so much potential, but they really need to start acting like a big company. Um, mm. So, yeah, I followed AEW sort of in as much as that, but I haven't really uh, watched any of their shows for the last few months, to be honest. No, as I said, I've not as well. But let's get let's get into the card. Let's get into the card because it'll be interesting to see um, how the uh, TV shows develop after WrestleMania, and whether, as today said earlier, whether they might have a break after WrestleMania, and then hopefully after a month or two, um, we can get back to some sort of normality. But Alex, I'm going to start with you because this is our guy. For some reason, it's at the bottom of the list, but it's the best first. It's Otis V. Dolph Ziggler. Ah, uh, we're doing the main event first, are we? Yes, Alrighty. we're doing well, reverse uh, order. So, well, okay, let me preface this by saying, in terms of the order of the card, the only match that I that I picked up on being on night one, or maybe the SmackDown Tag Titles match as well, but the match that I picked up on being on night one was Kevin Owens versus Seth, yeah. because yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens specifically said Saturday. This Saturday, I'm going to mm-hmm. see you at WrestleMania. So I'm assuming that means Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins is Maybe an even main event the first night. But anyway, yeah, let's start on the biggest match of the card. Dolph I think versus... Becky, Charlotte, uh, Becky, Shayna Baszler as well. Is Saturday as well? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That'll yeah, probably that main sense. event. Then. That will probably be main event, yeah. Um, I think uh, today we were saying before that it's a shame because some of these matches really deserve a crowd. This is absolutely A1 in that list. The crowd needed to be behind Otis. The crowd needed to be just cheering every time he smacked that little cretin in his face. Um, 
and it's really unfortunate that, that that's not going to be the case because he, it's to be fair it's been a quite a well-worked feud the love story was great the break well the break it wasn't really a breakup it was a Ziggler was being a, a shit house. Ziggler being a shit and someone sending uh, Tucker a text. Uh, that's a conspiracy theory in itself. Yeah. But yeah, it's been great. Mandy hasn't actually been that wicked a, a bitch, except for the time that she posted on Twitter saying Otis was is too thick-headed. Not, that really got me mad. Uh, but overall, it's actually been the, sort of the one storyline SmackDown could hang its hat on. Um, and it's a shame there's not going to be in front of people. But it has been excellent, and I hope Otis smashes Dolph's dirty little face in, and Mandy kisses him, and we all get to rejoice because the big dude, the uncle dude, finally got the girl. Mm, and and did he, would, do you think the lack of crowd and what you and Alex are saying now is that this was so highly involved with the crowd? Do you think that might change the result and may delay the final um, good look, good good moment, happy moment? Do you think? Because if they do ex- say they extend this to SummerSlam and do it again and then eventually have Otis win, I mean, could you have Dolph win his, I think it's his first singles WrestleMania match, give him his moment and then delay the Otis moment when there's an actual crowd to be involved? 100%. And I think you beat me to it because that was going to be my pick for this match would be Dolph Ziggler to win it purely because there isn't a crowd. Um, this payoff has to be in front of a crowd. And even you know the if if there was a crowd, well, obviously I, um, I assume that the the build has been affected by not having a crowd and knowing that there's not going to be a crowd um, in in the match. But I don't think it's built up enough that we have enough sympathy for for Otis yet. I think maybe a banana peel loss in this one um, that just make that just really puts him on a downward spiral. You know, maybe it affects his relationship with Tucker as well. Tucker tries to help him get out of it, you know. And then we need to also start seeing cracks in Dolph and Mandy's relationship, where she's mm-hmm. starting to notice some, you know, some shady stuff that he's doing. At the moment, it seems like she's, you know, genuinely in a happy relationship, and Otis is, you know, acting like a girl is a possession, <laughs> based based on how it's going. You know, Otis is crying and taking his ball home because the girl has said no to him, but she's well entitled to say no to him. We need a reason for her to start seeing the nice guy that he is and and the douche that uh, Dolph is or is playing. Um, Yeah, I think this needs a little bit more room to breathe to really, really get that pop when he finally um, beats Dolph. For me, I'd have Dolph go over. Banana peel... Uh, win and then or you know some sort of dirty schemey win for Dolph Ziggler um, and also it being his first Wrestlemania uh, singles match for Dolph I think yeah given the win actually the more the more that you say that the more I'm inclined to believe you also because we don't know about the text message yet do we we don't we haven't actually got resolution to that and that would be the the sort of point where you where Mandy could then say oh wait, someone was screwing with me, someone didn't want me to get with Otis, etc. But who that is yet to be decided, probably Sonya. My, my biggest um, thing is that Vince has probably forgotten about that by now. Yeah, that but remember, it. it has been brought up in the last couple of weeks, so that makes me... It, maybe it's just the superstars bringing them up rather than the writing, but it sort of has been the whole, like Dolph saying, 
um, the guy who stood you up on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, hoping, and yeah, yeah. So, so he is hoping they still remember it. That his memory is not gone. His eight-year-old senile memory isn't that far gone. But at the same time, I do. Yeah, now I'm starting to really believe that they're going to push it on because there hasn't been a, a, as much of a build-up as it seemed like there would be. Has there? Yeah, it's really. Just, it's just been Otis sort of going further and further into this sort of crazed descent. So yeah, I think I think Dolph will probably win. Yeah, full house. I'm going Dolph as well. If the crowd was there, I would have went Otis. If the oh, crowd, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, Alex, pre-show match. I I very much assume a pre-show match. Um, Elias v King Corbin. Today we meant <sighs> describe the build-up to me. He mentioned pushing someone over when someone's knelt behind him, and the lion yeah, that king. Was, that was Grog. Yeah. yeah. Why is this? Um, regardless of what WrestleMania it is and how there's no people there, why is this on WrestleMania? I don't know. And I love Barrett. I think he's a fantastic heel, but Jesus Christ, he's just... I don't know why this is happening. I don't know who thought it was a good idea. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. I'm not sure who it interests. Uh, It's been extremely boring, even on SmackDown. It's just been Elias following around Baron Corbin, telling him he wants to play him a song. He's go, why? 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 I hope it's on the pre-show. I'm I'm assuming Elias wins because Baron can't get a win uh, to save his life, and that shall be all we talk of. He beat Kurt Angle last year, and it was great. It was perfectly set up. He could have gone on to be like just this absolute shit, and he sort of did actually. To his credit, he's had great heel moments since then, but. I think that feud with uh, Roman really didn't do him any favours. Or me. Um, or anybody. Yeah, I'll go Elias as well. Today, uh, unless you want to actually mention anything about this match, just pick, just pick someone and we'll move on. I'm going to go with Corbin. He needs a win. He's the only heel on, on, on Friday Night Smackdown, if I'm not mistaken. He's the only proper. Oh well, apart from Seth, he's the only proper heel in the biz. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, so, until Andrade gets back, because Angel Garza is basically a face because everyone loves him and he's brilliant. And Brock is Brock. And then you look at all the other big heels. And it's just like, well, Goldberg's Gold, a heel, but he doesn't know it. He is a heel, a prick. Yeah, a bastard. He ruined, he ruined um, WrestleMania. Yeah, pretty much. He's he. Every, it's his fault. He Everything caused coronavirus by winning the belt. Yeah. We've proven Absolutely. this. But yeah, you're right. He does need a win, but I just don't know if they'll give it to him because they don't seem <laughs> to enjoy giving Baron Corbin wins. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. <laughs> uh, um, today were next match listed as Alistair Black v Bobby Lashley, but um, you've mentioned that Bobby Lashley uh, was self quarantine because he was in South Africa uh, on doing promos and uh, doing promotion for WWE and stuff like that. So there's a smidge of doubt about this, but we'd probably know by now if it wasn't happening, you'd presume. So let's just go with it and act like it's happening. Alistair Black v. Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, I, I think we all know who's going to win, but <laughs> um, you interested in this? Not at all. There's no yeah. build. Uh, Why is it happening? I have no clue why it's happening. No build. Um, the excuse they gave was that 
Bobby Lashley, that Alistair, uh, Bobby Lashley has taken a keen liking to Alistair Black and sees him as a formidable component, uh, opponent or something to that effect. And that was only mentioned in, by commentary. So that's as much build as they've done for this match. Um, Such yeah, a I, weird I, match. I think I think the winner is quite self-evident. Um, you know, it's probably going to be Bobby showing you know some strength, and then it's going to be a fade to black at some point in time. Um, yeah, that, that's all I can say about that, really. But in terms of whether or not it goes on, and the fact that they haven't maybe taken it off the the card. Well, they're still advertising Roman versus Goldberg. That's very true. That's very true. So I, I, I don't think we can we can take too much stock in whether or not it's still on the card. Also, where yeah, the hell's the Lana? Sh- she's she's doing a oh she was doing a film, wasn't she? Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. Rusev was apparently self isolating himself, wasn't he? Like, yeah, Rusev really was self isolating himself. Really he's been self isolating since he came back for fuck's sake. <laughs> he, he wishes, but I mean, he did. Like Rusev did a, re- this is a tangent. Rusev did a really good interview, I thought, where he went, basically, when you're in WWE, you want to be talked about. Like the most annoying parts are when nobody talks about you, and like Rusev is very charismatic anyway, so that sort of always happens. But it marries something that I can't remember what when he said it, but Heyman talked about how in ECW people associate associated him essentially with um sort of hardcore TV and sorry, hardcore matches and insane work rate. Cause he had Guerrero and that there, but Heyman says that he, he kept trying to do this car crash TV because reality TV was getting really big at the time uh, with like MTV and all that. Um, and there was a sort of sense that nobody really remembers the car crash TV that Heyman did. I hope, uh, yeah, he said this somewhere. I can't remember, but essentially then Rusev, like Rusev's uh, interview reminded me about, why certain wrestlers don't necessarily mind being in the wacky, stupid segments purely because, like, it gets them talked about. And mm. I sort of associate with that because wrestling isn't just work rate as much as people think it is. It's like it is just a, an incredible blend of different types of drama. So I think I get tangent, but Rusev's sort of storyline with Lana wasn't actually like as much of a sort of travesty as. It may have to be. I think the, the most annoying part is they never I don't really know got about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it was fine in terms of car crash TV because it was genuine car crash TV. It was insane. But my issue is they never really paid it off. The payoff matches were very just Shit. underwhelming. Rusev never got his moment. No, he didn't. And as you mentioned, Alex, I think because it's a three-hour show, you do need that in it as well. You can't have just three hours of just wrestling. Oh yeah, absolutely. You do need, yeah. you do need to to color the picture with different brushstrokes and and colors. Um, but in terms of Rusev, I think his mentality was just um, to go along with him. It purely because he doesn't want to step on any toes at the moment. Whilst Lana was, you know, negotiating her new contract and getting set in, you know, inside WWE. Um, I think once she got her new contract, which allows her more freedom to do movies and stuff like that. I think that was, I think, goal number one for him. And now he's sort of just riding it out. And whether or not he leaves, at, at least now he knows she's set there. Um, so if he does leave, it may, you know, at least, you know, she she's set up and then he can go do something else. Or I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't be surprised seeing him even just staying just because, you know, what the hell, um, just for the sake of it. 
yeah, wasn't the last the last news that basically yeah he was set to sign after her? I think they was it three years extension or four something like that. But something yeah, the like idea, that. and then he came out and tweeted saying like yeah, this place is great. It's it's where all the money is. It's where you want to be. So why wouldn't you? So that, in far, as far as I can tell, I think I'm fairly certain he'll be staying alongside her. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to use him properly as well. Yeah, um, and I think they clearly like him because they think he's charismatic enough to be in that that insane storyline. And maybe that was just a Heyman thing, but you pick out your charismatic guys to be in that that insane storyline rather than you know Mojo Rawley. It all went downhill when the split him and Hayden. Yes, alas. That could have been the best thing ever. Yes. But anyway, sorry about the tangent. We're talking about WrestleMania. It's a good tangent when it's through seventy. Uh-huh. What should have been. Um is there any reason this shouldn't be Alistair Black v Buddy Murphy? But he's injured. Is he? He's all yeah. of Rollins' uh league ah, I thought it was I thought it was just one one of um, AOP. Yeah, Ooh. one of AOP. I think it's Razar. Did his like did a really bad injury? Like was it his shoulder? I think bicep, or did that, yeah. is that the one he just bicep. came back. Yeah, bicep. Yeah, and that's really bad. And then I think Buddy's was a minor injury, and then Akam self isolating. So right, okay. Basically, everybody, everybody's Fair done. Fair enough. Because <laughs> they, they brought Alistair into the Monday Night Messiah thing, didn't they? So I thought I thought that might have been the way the way they were going. But if they, if he's injured, fair dues. It's probably just good to get Alistair on a. On a uh, WrestleMania card, I think he was on the tag team one last year, wasn't he, with uh, with Ricochet? Um, Rusev has a, a slight back injury as well. Does he? Uh, yeah. Because he I did just kind of disappear but... again, didn't he? That must have been that. Um, but, I mean, where, where do we see Alistair going after WrestleMania? I think if we say it gets back to normal and we do post-night post WrestleMania whenever or whatever... Um, is Alistair Black potentially one that could go into the main event after, depending what happens on Raw? If Drew wins it, I don't see him getting put in that in mm-hmm. that position. Um, I still have a feeling that they're lining him up more for a mid, um, the mid-level yeah, uh, yeah. title. Yeah, the US title uh, picture. So maybe a battle with Andrade after this is all over. That'd be all right. (laughs) Be all right with us. I reckon. Um, I reckon. Depending on what happens with Drew, Seth's gonna hold the title very soon. So that could be where that factors in. Because that that was rumored to be the feud for Seth when he won it last year, wasn't it? Drew out with WrestleMania. Sorry, yeah, Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So roles reversed in that one, but that that makes sense. Yeah, but that. Well, we'll get we'll get to it. Get to it. Um, women women's tag team championship match is the Kabuki Warriors. Um, Asuka should be on commentary every week because that's the one show I watched and it was funny. <laughs> um, the Kabuki Warriors v uh, Bliss and Cross. Um, yeah, I mean Asuka had a good run with Becky. Um, Royal Rumble time, didn't she? Um. Then got battered by Baszler in Elimination Chamber and the Tag Team Championships. We know what we know what they are, but the Kabuki Warriors feel like the first champs that mean something. If you get where I'm going, so would it would it be would it be the wrong decision to take it off off them, Alex? Yeah, I think it would. Also, this this feud's been surprisingly compelling. But well, not, I'm not going to go. Sorry, not compelling. Not that far. It's been surprisingly fun. Basically 
purely because they're on every show and it's been pretty good. I thought you were going to go further with that. <laughs> I was scratching my Sorry, head. Sorry, I needed to sneeze. <laughs> and I literally cut myself off with a sudden sneeze. I was um, scratching my head and I thought you were going to go on. <laughs> I, I did have more. Uh, unfortunately, I can't control those things. Um, no, yeah. So, surprisingly, it's been a, it's been quite a fun feud, this, because basically for the grace of being on every single show or on SmackDown. Uh, but Nikki Cross on commentary was fun. Ask her on commentary, like you said, was fun. Alexa Bliss uh, and Kyrie doing some like sort of funny bits. Alexa's funnier than I think people give her credit for. Do you remember uh, again tangent ten- tangent territory? But there was a a show where she had a moment of bliss with Finn, right? Finn Balor, and it was he was like yeah. Intercontinental Champion, and the title was covering his abs, and Alexa Bliss was making like light of it and basically came like came onto him and said. You show me your abs, and I'll show you my. And then Leo Rush's team hit. Do you remember that? I Leo Rush's team hit, and and Corey Graves has the best line I think of, that he's done in about a year, where he said, "I hate this guy now." For God's sake, Leo, why, why now? Um, but yeah, Alex Bliss is charismatic. She's pretty funny, and in the ring, she's like she's she's good at. She's been good at no crowd, in the same way that I think. Uh, certainly Miz and Morrison have been good with no crowd in the ring. Um, Bailey and Sasha haven't, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the tag team title sort of feud actually picked up some traction where I didn't think it really could. Uh, but absolutely Oscar and Kyrie sh- should retain because I think keeping Oscar in the tag team keeps her from being a dangerous singles presence where mm-hmm. people will be asking, why isn't she doing this? Why isn't she doing that? when really she can't really be on the raw side of things because of Shayna, um, unless you have Shayna beat her again, which I'd be fine with, but I know a lot of Asuka fans wouldn't. Uh, and I think you can't necessarily have her face. Well, maybe you could have her face Bailey if Bailey comes out the other side of this as champion, but I have a sense that it's going to be Sasha Banks versus Bailey, face Sasha versus heel Bailey um, coming not, out of not WrestleMania. Not no, absolutely not. She, the fact she's even in this match makes me cry. When Paige, when Bailey was like, "Oh, why did you add Tamita?" I was like, "Oh, they won't add Tamita." Then Paige added Tamita. This is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But uh, yeah, no, why, I think. Uh, why are they scared of someone who's not won a match in about ten years? <laughs> because she's big. She is hashtag the big lass. The big TM. lasses. Uh, we need Nia Jax back. We need that. No, team. we don't. That we is need one thing that. we absolutely do not need. We need the big lasses back. That was the best I team ever. Cannot stand them. <laughs> uh, um, today, what are you going with? Uh, Kabuki Warriors Bliss Cross. I forgot how to speak there. <laughs> Who are you going to go with? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would assume they're keeping it on the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, we, I think the reason maybe why the tag team belts haven't been defended so often is Kyrie obviously had that injury. Yeah. Um, and she was away for a while as well. She also recently just came back from Japan where she got married. Um, mm. so she was out there and then I think she got back just in time for like, like a, a week before, a couple of days before the, the tapings for the, the, the tag match for this WrestleMania match. Sorry. 
Um, so she's been away as well. So she, so Oscar's sort of having to, to have held the fort on her own. And I think she's done really, really well over the past weeks. Um, she's definitely been the workhorse of, of the company so far. And I, I, I'm assuming they might reward her for that by letting her keep the title or taking the title off of her and making her go on a, on a singles run. I, I spoke about earlier where I thought, you know, it might be held against some superstars for not participating in this WrestleMania. And mm. um, as much as we, we, we would hope that's not the, the case, I think, you know, history is bound to repeat itself in, in that company. And I, I think that would be the underlying tone that um, people that showed that they were willing to be company people might be, might benefit from this later on. And Asuka could be one because she's been, as has been mentioned on Raw and SmackDown. Um, she, she's been on main event as well. Um, commentary matches, you know, interferences. Yeah. She, she's been the, the MVP for, for the company. So I think she's one to look out for going forward in terms of whether or not, she gets a reward for it. But in terms of the titles, I would keep it on the Kabuki Warriors and try and build another tag team. Um, I know that might take mm. some foresight and planning, which doesn't Whoa. seem to be that Whoa, easy. son. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be asking too much. Such words do not exist in the Vintory Bear lexicon. Yeah, but um, Alexa Bliss and what's it? Bliss and Cross Applesauce, I think is it. Tag team name. Don't ever say <laughs> that again. It's the name. Jesus Christ. It's the, It's a strange name, but when Nikki Cross says it, it's sort of sweet. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, Nikki Cross on commentary was amazing. Uh, was, just, she's bloody <laughs> hilarious. Michael Cole's reaction to Nikki Cross on commentary, too, is equally amazing when he's just going, wait, wait, what? No, no, no. Wait, oh, no. Did someone confirm? Did someone actually clear this? Did someone actually? Oh, all right. Hi, Nikki. How are you? It's really good. Those little moments have been especially like fun over the last few weeks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Kabuki Warriors for me. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I thought this was going to go in a different direction um, considering the Otis storyline. I thought this it'd end up being Ziggler and Rude v uh, Heavy Machinery in this spot, but uh, it looks like we've got a, well, it should be one of the funnest matches of the night because we know the New Day and Usos have great chemistry. Add John Morrison into a ladder match who does all sorts of mad shit. It, it should be fun, this match, uh, to do with. What's that you? I'm not sure if this match is even going to go on. Like Really? It, well, at, at least in the way that we would want it to go on. Because, so... You know, later on we'll speak about uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, but, I just I've just read what? the description. <laughs> yeah, it says that it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but but what happened was um, the Miz came to the taping mm. uh, feeling like ill, and the Usos were unhappy with you know the fact that they they would have to then wrestle him mm-hmm. um, in this match. And I'm not sure whether or not that happened, like whether or not they did then wrestle, but they were quite upset about it. And this was also one of the factors for Roman then standing up and saying, well, I'm, I, I don't feel comfortable wrestling today. Not just, you know, with the, the impending threat of coronavirus, but also the fact that there's someone, you know, amongst us, and obviously not to single out the Miz, because we know the Miz is a 
true and true company man. Mm-hmm. He, he would he would adhere to the whole, you know, if Vince says eat a steak and, and toughen it out. I could see the Miz doing that. Yeah. Um, because he is he is a, a true company man. Um, so I could um so you know, Roman may be standing up and then saying, Well, now I'm definitely not competing. I'm not sure if you know, if it ends up being a singles triple threat for the tag title, so one member from each team. Mm. So it would then be Morrison for um, the Miz and Morrison for obvious hey hey ho, yeah, yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, and then one member of the New Day, one member of the Usos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think that one it, it's it's got an asterisk next to it at the moment. But mm. if it goes ahead as planned, I think uh, Miz and Morrison keep the titles. They've they've been doing really well in my opinion with the titles. Uh, I found them really entertaining, whether on commentary or with their shows, the content that they're creating. I think there's still legs in them being champions and and having you know the New Day and the Usos chasing them going forward. Yeah, I mean, if it does, if it doesn't happen this fall, I mean, I suppose you could do your singles one year on about, or you could just turn it into a number one contenders match and just do New Day the Usos, which. I mean, nobody's yeah, going to complain the, the about. The awkward thing with that is on SmackDown, they had a number one contenders ah, match. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah. Miz and Morrison got involved. Miz and Morrison got involved. And the reason this became a triple threat was because of their right, involvement. Right, okay. So to then take a step back to, yeah. <laughs> to right, the number Yeah, that makes sense. Tricky. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Also, can, I just, can we just appreciate yeah. the fact that today Teddy said Miz and Morrison. Uh, yes. Hey, hey. Yeah. Ho ho, Miz and Morrison. Hey hey, oh, it's so brilliant. I love it. It's brilliant. It's like it's one of those little things that you're like, oh, that that won't work when they say it, and then they they say it again, and they say it again. And you go, all right, it's worked. Well done. Oh dear. Yeah. But yeah, no, the tag team match being cancelled sort of came about. Uh, I think it was Dave who Dave Meltzer who said it. Basically, he his first um, report was it's off. It's absolutely cancelled. Then he said, no, sorry, I made a mistake. It's not off. Uh, the Miz may have symptoms. He said may. Uh, then the Roman thing came out. I think it was um, Sean Rossap who came out and said, basically, Romans said, no, I'm not risking it. Everyone sort of said, that's completely fair. I wonder if Vince was part of that, everyone. But Romans is golden boy. I <laughs> think so. Um, so we sort of don't know. And it's interesting because Teddy said something earlier. like, well, surely we'd, or it might've been you guys. Like surely we'd know by now if Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley got called off. But I think the fact is because it's such a tight crew mm. and because there's so few people working on this mania, it's such, there's been very little information that's been leaked. Like a, a lot of the roster is not even there until they're designated times by the sounds of it. It's, it sounds like they are being told, come at this point, get ready for an hour, get makeup done, get costume done and everything, have your match and then leave. So mm. you, the superstars are very much there in two-hour blocks. Um, from what I heard, and this was just a rumor on Twitter, it sounds like Vince was only actually present for a, like a portion of it, of certain tapings. So he came, I'm fairly certain he came for the, or he he was there for the Wyatt and Cena, which was filmed off location, um, because they're incorporating movie, movie stuff in it. Apparently, the Wyatt and Cena thing, I'm almost certain he would have been there if, if for the um, Brock Drew gold for all the big title matches and everything. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's been mostly Hunter 
And also, might be good. So true. Well, that's exactly right. It's like it it could well be a Vinceless. Certainly, the commentary has been Vinceless. If you've been listening to Michael Cole, he's not been produced mm. anywhere near as much. Um, Tom Phillips is hard to tell because he's he's very good. I mean, Cole's brilliant as well, but we've sort of got accustomed to Cole now that you can tell when he's being produced and when he's not. Tom Phillips is harder because he's obviously he's fresher, but I think the raw commentary has been similar. So, yeah, the, the pure fact that there's been so little um, stuff coming out of the tapings makes me think, you know, maybe this match will go on. I still, I'm, I'm very much in Taddy's camp. I still have doubts. I don't think even if Miz sort of only had a slight cough it's not the match would have gone ahead yeah it's not worth the risk um but if the match did go ahead yeah Miz and morrison would retain for me yeah i'd agree with that we'll just we'll just put it as a prediction just for that but i'll agree with that um the raw tag team titles uh actually sorry he's mentioning raw as well Mm -hmm. i should make a correction hunter and Heyman. um were the ones who were reported (laughs) yeah reportedly it was hunter and Heyman who did most of the wrestlemania tapings Oversaw at least, but I'm sure Vince was there. Yeah, either there or there. It'd be it'd be on Skype somewhere. He'll have a camera. Um, Raw tag titles: uh, the Street Profits v the well well established team of Austin Theory and Angel Gaza, which is obviously down to um, Andrade being injured. But um, as I said, it's a kayfabe injury. Is it? Yeah. Uh, he's quarantining because of oh, illness. Oh, okay. But they, they, okay. the storyline is that he's injured. Right. But okay. he, okay. That, okay. From that perspective, yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Um, before we get into this match itself, I mean, today, why is the US, why was the US champion going to be at a tag team title match? Because they didn't plan ahead. <laughs> but the, you had, like, wasn't it supposed to be Ray? Wasn't yeah. it? And I then thought... Ray had to self self isolate. Oh, did that, yeah. is that why? There oh. was rumor. There was rumors that Ray actually had it, and that he didn't oh. want to tell anybody. Um, right. But yeah, it was it was supposed to be Ray, and then they he went and Ray said, uh, "No, nah, I can't. No can do." Um, and then Andrade sort of went, uh, "No can do either." <laughs> so basically, both of their plans got scuppered. But what's the point in Andrade self-quarantining, but Charlotte is still competing? I'm assuming... Point. I mean, I'm assuming they, they haven't had... Get, well, you know. yeah, well, I'm assuming they, they then haven't been in contact, because otherwise that'd be pretty dumb. They're yeah, probably locked that's, what I'm, that's what I'm not understanding. But anyway... They must have um, locked her in a cupboard or something. I mean, the other thing is, Jesus Christ, if Andrade hasn't had sex with Charlotte for this long, then I, he must be going up the wall given his Instagram posts in the past and his Twitter posts of him literally in a hot tub with Charlotte about to do the thing. Jesus, I fear for any man who gets on his bad side of the morning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Um, well, let, let's just treat the match as it is then. I mean, today were Austin Theory getting his call-up pretty much. It must be the quickest in NXT history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it'll probably be a good match, but obviously very random due to due to uh, events. Yeah, very random indeed. Um, he does seem like a, a Vince type of guy. Um, he reminds me of like when John Cena came up. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince is the one um, happy to push him along. 
in terms of him coming up, I thought they did well in having, you know, Zelina introducing him and saying she recruited him. If she can become like an NXT like recruiter, <laughs> I, yeah, agent, yeah, I think I think and have her float between both shows. I think that could work really well, and you could even have NXT talent, you know, pitching to her like, "Can you get me on the main roster or something like that?" I I think there could be something there. Um, but in terms of uh, the match itself, I think the match itself will be good. Um, whether or not it makes sense, I don't think it does make sense. Um, just looking forward to, you know, the the athleticism that's going to be in the match. Of course, the the Gaza <laughs> pants strip off as a oh, and that's that's worth, that's Nick, worth the network fee alone. <laughs> that's a, so it will be interesting to see how inventive he is with that one. Um, I'm just, it's, it's another match that I would have liked the crowd because I would have been interested to see how the Streets Prophets would have done their entrance considering it was oh. like a stadium yeah. and they like to go through the crowd. So I, 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 I was really interested to see how they were going to do that. So that, that's a bit disappointing. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, bell to bell, should be a really, really good match. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Street Profits because oh yeah, they're an actual, yeah. they're an actual tag team. Naturally. <laughs> also, can I just say just for the just because I love him to death, Austin Theory is incredible. He is unreal. Uh, if you've ever, if I recommend people watch the Evolve, anything to do with Evolve, but I think the Evolve show that was on the network is still there. Um, they basically have a highlight reel of Austin Theory. If you can YouTube him, YouTube his matches, YouTube his promos. He is incredible i might actually have to do that i've only watched him on nxt a couple times um he's he's like 22 he's a freak interesting he might be the new prototype (laughs) well that's the thing roman pissing off into the perfect there we go um right let's move on to a match that uh, I think it was only confirmed on last Friday, um, which I thought would be made into some bullshit-type handicap tag team Intercontinental title match. But we're getting Sami Zayn v. Daniel Bryan. And Alex, a few years ago, this would have been guaranteed match of the night, if not match of the weekend. But the way they've packaged Sami Zayn, this could either be amazing are horrendously disappointing. Yeah. I hope it's not a reverse Seamus Daniel Bryan where Bryan wins in 14 seconds. I really hope it's not. Uh, and as well because Sammy has been brilliant as this, sort of, this mouthpiece, even though it's not what he really should be doing because he's too good for it. Um, he has been just exceptional because he is exceptional at everything he does. Uh, that being said, it could also be just the moment that Sammy revitalizes or also the moment that we see just another extremely well put together Daniel Bryan match because, you know, Shinsuke and Cesaro there could well be like just, just perfect versus Daniel versus chicken shit weasel uh, who tries to skin his way out of everything. It's funny because Sami Zayn reminds me now of a man that he had quite a history with back in NXT, Bo Dallas, who was sort of the perfect... Uh, chicken shit heel, and now I see a lot of that in Sami Zayn, which is why I think he's he's really he's done a lot well. Him on commentary is really funny because he's just annoying. 
him on in sort of lecturing to people behind sitting behind Shinsuke and Cesaro like a little lap dog he's brilliant and it's just yeah it's I, I'm finding it fantastic so I really hope it's not just a squash yeah that's the concern because <clears throat> as soon as he won it from Braun you kind of felt this might just be for something for a better face on Wrestlemania and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. So I think Daniel Bryan will win. But I'm just hoping, the love of God, it'll be a good match. I, I've got a sneaky suspicion that Bryan's going to take a step back after WrestleMania. Purely because he said that he wants to he be, is. basically wants to have a part-time contract. Um, Does he, he doesn't want to be a full-time wrestler because he's having another kid. And he wants to like be there with, with Bree. I'm assuming because... He wasn't quite but when he when Birdie was born, it was either just after he retired or just before he retired. And I don't think he was in the right headspace. So now I think he he believes he's a better father. So I reckon that Sammy could retain here. I did not know that. That's quite interesting. Um I'm going to change because I'm allowed to, because I'm host. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm gonna go Sammy as well because of that. Um and as you as you say, Alex, it'd be if this is the start of treating Sami Zayn as a as a wrestler, he can still do the chicken shit, hide behind people, but he's that talented. You can't just have him not wrestle. He's too yeah. good to not wrestle. So hopefully this is really. this has five star potential. And if it's anywhere near that, it'll probably be match of the night for me. So I'll go Sami. Um, today, what what what's your thoughts? Yeah, it kind of is ironic that he ends up with the title by not wrestling. Mm. Which is probably Sammy's strong seat. Um, I think, yeah, I think Sammy retains. I I was going to say that I thought um, Daniel Bryan, you know, he was going to go off, um, at least have a hiatus of some kind uh, for a period of time. So I think the plan was to, you know, if he loses this one, form a tag team with uh, Drew Gulak for a while have a bit of a run there, maybe not a title run, but some sort of run, um, help elevate Drew Gulak, and then he kind of rides off to the sun, into the sunset for a little bit and then maybe makes a comeback or part appearances after that. But I think his main focus was more trying to elevate Drew Gulak than necessarily mm. getting a title. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, there is similarities there. Maybe not the charisma of Brian, but uh, you can see it I mean, they look pretty much the same. <laughs> so you could you could build that and their match at um, at Chamber was actually really good. Oh it's insane. Mm. Really? I did think I don't drop Daniel Bryan on his head like that again, please. Oh <laughs> yeah jeez. Oh the amount of times. Oh God. Uh did you see Montez Ford's fall this yeah, oh yeah I saw it. I haven't actually that was oh, my nasty. God. That was no one's fault either because you just looked at it and went, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God, that's just unfortunate. Yeah. So they basically a swanton bomb onto his back outside the ring. Oh. Because, yeah, yeah essentially he missed, he went a bit too early because he yeah. wasn't in position yet. And yeah, Oof. not good. But hopefully none of that happens at WrestleMania. Hopefully not. Well, they can edit out. Next match. Did you see, sorry, did you see, you by go. the way, uh, when they replayed the Royal Rumble on the first Raw, that Kevin Dunn's fuck-up was mysteriously edited out because they actually 
they actually George. got footage of Dolph Ziggler being speared uh, when Edge came in. Good, because that <laughs> fuck up annoyed me. Um, genuinely mind-numbing. Jesus. The biggest spot of the Rumble. Well, second yeah. biggest. Uh, Kevin Dunn fucking misses Jesus it. Christ. Uh, me. Um, that's distracted me now. Um, next match. Again, this has quite a lot of potential and it's probably been one of the best, best and longest told stories on, on certainly on Raw. Um, is is KO v Seth Rollins? Um, obviously this was a rivalry back in the KO Universal Championship days when he had Chris Jericho, and I don't think they clicked that well. But the, in this one, seemed to have in the roles reversed. It seems to have clicked a bit more. Um, today. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, I think the only issue that I've had was the seven billion six man eight man tags that they've had in the lead up to this match um that's been True. really irritating True. and the fact that a lot of those main evented uh raw but other than that and especially in the the rona era um i think they've probably had the you know as a pairing the stronger um um promos of of, of most of the pair if you if you mm-hmm. add in pro- um both people in, in the matches going into it. Um, I think a lot of it has been the fact that they've been able to sort of add in some truisms into their promo work uh, of recently. And I think that's hit home really, really well. Um, in terms of how the match goes, I think Seth needs the win. Um, I think he just needs to be built and built and built as a really strong heel, as I'm mentioned earlier that they really don't have many strong heels and i think that's partly because there's a lot of 50 50 booking so heels can't really get momentum and get and and get over in that sense so i think seth gets the win i would want him to get the win clean and to further feel the fact that kevin owens never has a good showing or is never available when it comes to wrestlemania and if that can become a crutch for him I think that could be a really cool storyline. But yeah, for me, I would want Seth winning and I would want him winning clean um, and and further. And and maybe, you know, Kevin Owens going either in some sort of spiral or something. Um, But yeah, it it just doesn't seem like there's anything after this for Kevin Owens. So a reset would be fine with a loss. I'm kind of different to that. I think Seth can take the loss a la... AJ Styles losing to Chris Jericho in his first one. I think it's easy to fix Seth if, say, if you, for example, if we wanted Seth v. Drew, I don't think him losing to Kevin Owens, that doesn't make him any weaker. I think he can just say, oh, he won a fucking Battle Royale or an eight-man gauntlet match or some shit, and he, he gets number one contendership. I think that's fine for Seth Rollins. So for me, I've, I think KO needs the win more because if he loses, I'd, I think he kind of. I think he'll definitely be kind of solidified as a mid carder, whereas he shouldn't be really. But that's me speaking rather than Vince speaking. So I think KO needs to win more myself, and I'm, I'll I'll go KO with um, Alex. You got your tiebreaker. I'm so torn between both sides because they're both like I I agree with both of them like. Seth is the cult leader. He needs to to win. 
I think one of the best things they've done so far. Well, actually, they've, they've done a lot good with this storyline. Seth's promo was brilliant. Uh, probably, in fact, one of the best promos I think he's ever done, purely because it had that fact in it about how he built the performance center, and then back, and then it was backed up by the whole "I am a god." Um, but I think the other the other good thing they did was have that ref with the Seth Rollins T-shirt. Basically, mm. because he is a, he is a cult leader that actually can convince people to join his way, like the like the people have said it on on Twitter and that. Why it's most annoying part was that he only ever recruited like three people to be part of this this hippie cult, and Seth's sort of building a, a more of a cult of personality rather than like a cult based on ideologies, but he does seem to be really succeeding because he's got that magnetism to him. And I think if he loses, you lose some of that magnetism and you lose some of what was really building with the gimmick. And like, he hasn't had a big win yet, but at the same time, especially seeing Kevin Owens promo on raw talking about how he needs this and how he's, he's, he's not going to be known as the loser. There is also a sense that, yeah, you, if KO eats this loss, then he could well fall into the trap of, in fact, no, you know what? I think based on purely because KO is a recent face that has sort of the Austin glimmer about him, uh, Shane McMahon, end of that Shane McMahon feud aside because it was crap. Uh, I think he, he can eat this loss. I think I'd, I'd have Seth win. And I, I'm I'm more inclined to think that Seth will win, purely based on the idea that another KO loss, like Taddy said, could build up a storyline, not just a storyline that he is like 0 and three at WrestleMania or whatever he is, but also the storyline that he needs like a hard look at himself. He he's not as good as he thought he was. He needs an edge to him. He needs to recover. He could go down a spiral. And I think that he's always better suited to a baby face, especially one that has the natural support of Kevin Owens than uh sort of a a cult a culty heel. But look, I could see him going either way, but for now I'm gonna say Seth purely because I think the story is better if Owens loses and he can also sort of absorb it and turn it into something good whether they turn it into something good is something different entirely but i think he can absorb it but i understand at the same time guy your your exact point and i sort of almost agree with it too but yeah yeah i mean do, do you think this will be a good match because it should be it's just and it should pro- it's been one of the prominent ones built on tv should it get enough time to be a good match i think so especially with two nights um, yeah but at the same time, like, yeah, like you were saying before, the, the quarantine. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The, the quarantine. Sorry, the previous sort of... What's the, re- what's the word? Chemistry? Yeah, chemistry in a way, but it's also been circumstance too. Like the universal tile, Seth was sort of a baby face, but I think that was when people were starting to sort of, you know, not this, really this, shine on him. This was peak of Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens when it was fucking hilarious. No, well, that's true, but I was also thinking, didn't Seth have a, or was KO already faced by then? When Seth won the first, won the title off Brock, did he not have a short program with Kevin Owens before Baron Corbin, or was that? Oh, no, that might have just been Kofi, wouldn't it, for the WWE title? Maybe yeah, it was. KO was on SmackDown then. SmackDown, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. No, yeah, okay, so it was just the, the Chris Jericho... Kevin Owens versus Seth then. Okay, then maybe. Well, that's the thing. I was thinking like, well, they've had two shots now. This is their third. But no, look, I'm, I'm going to go on the limb and say that, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good match. Purely because I think they'll have the time to make it a one. Yeah, and, and, and this one, well, it might change, but seemingly confirmed on Saturday. You'd imagine it'd probably get, if if the Raw Women's title's on there, probably the second biggest match of that. Of that of that night, so it should get enough time. Um, to D were, what's a boneyard match? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Absolutely no clue. I just know it's in a cemetery type setting. That's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. So it's basically a buried alive match without burying alive. <laughs> Seemingly, but it's actually Seemingly. Yeah. I uh, hope it. I hope there's a there's a casket to. to 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 win it though, well, I, I watched the take. I watched Undertaker's uh, promo just before uh, the pod, and he said he was bringing his unholy trinity. So, I does does that mean Kane or the Broods coming back? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, who's the unholy trinity? I thought that exact same thing. Oh, what <laughs> Agent Christian are coming back? That's not going to be. That's, gonna, <laughs> that's not going to make sense. That'll be interesting. It might be JBL and I'm, Farouk. <laughs> The only like I saw that there was an idea that it could be Undertaker, Biker Taker, and Mark Calloway. Oh, Good God, that would be. I interesting. don't know, maybe. Unless it's, <laughs> Michelle, it's Michelle McCool also, times three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would be interesting. Michelle McCool doesn't face break on AJ, Jesus, but also, yeah. all also, that being said, they, that was un- unreal. Sorry, Teddy, you go. I'm I'm curious how they do entrances for a boneyard match. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's why they didn't want Taker to take up freaking two hours the first night with his entrance. So they went right. We're we're recording off off location, each end of a cemetery, and then you just hear limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant potential. But Jesus, what the hell's a boneyard match? <laughs> 
are you kind of glad this one isn't a normal match? Because I mean, I mean, a few years ago this would have been dream match stuff, but it could become sad, sad match territory. But in terms of it being filmed off site and gimmicky match, it it's certainly something new for the Undertaker in terms of filming off site and stuff like that, isn't it? So it could, it should be interesting. It's probably a better way of using the Undertaker concern his last few outings have been against Goldberg and DX. I, I kind of wanted a, a proper match. Did you? Clearly because it was AJ. I mm. thought if anyone can get something out of Undertaker, and especially considering how angry Undertaker was after that Goldberg match, it seems like he was on a mission to redeem himself. And if there was anyone that could get something out of him, it would have been AJ. Um, so I, I would have been keen for that. And I also thought it's a match that AJ could easily lose because he's someone that could take a loss and, and still be fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was keen for a more just normal one-on-one match. But do you not think that's why they've done this? AJ can basically say, well, I was an idiot for challenging him to a Boneyard match, but it was a Boneyard match against Undertaker. I, it wasn't an actual loss. And then do it do you again. They could run it back. Do yeah. it again at SummerSlam or something. Yeah, that's what I, I've I have a sneaky suspicion that this this is a match that was very much improvised based on um, old mate Rony V sort of wreaking havoc with everything. I I reckon they purely because it's so strange, um, like a boneyard match, they wouldn't have done that at, at normal WrestleMania. So I have a feeling that SummerSlam is going to come around and they're going to revisit this. SummerSlam's going to be fucking mint this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the plans <laughs> that we're supposed to have at WrestleMania are going to be banging at SummerSlam. Uh, you know it'll be like fucking Backlash is just 20 hours long. <laughs> so yeah. Six hour show of Backlash in June. Uh, Christ. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I think The Undertaker will win, but I do. I, it's a good point. I do agree this will have more legs due, due to the uh, the stipulation and I imagine the ensuing noncery that will be in a boneyard match. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Taker will win this one, and then maybe AJ can win uh, the SummerSlam. Maybe maybe it'll be a free bar. God knows. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that. The Undertaker to win this one for me. Same for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Match of the night territory. Women's Fatal Five Way. So. Tamina's winning. Oh, for God's sake. Tamina is winning this match. No, she's not. I, okay, let's put guys' stupidity out of the way for a second. I'm not sure Bailey is as locked on to win this match as I thought when I first heard it. Well, obviously Tamina's not going to win. I just It'd just be fucking hilarious, because yeah, more would, I think more would implode if that happened. Yeah, um, I think. Everybody would implode if Tamina won. Uh, but let's like she seems to be the only one that can't win in this match. Mm. Maybe Lacey, but they've built up Lacey for so long, and Vince clearly loves her. I can't put the idea out of my head that like, well, if she was ever going to win it without a build up, it'd been a fatal five way match. But you can't, you can't have Bailey. I, I don't watch SmackDown. I don't know what the storylines have been. But you can't have Bailey and Sasha Banks in a match where they've been teasing storylines for the best part of five years or something like that. It has to happen at some point. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And it but, has to have a title. It can't just be random. It'll get lost yeah. in the shuffle. 
Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm also like, well, if if Sasha costs Bailey and Naomi wins, for example, does that give them the leeway to build up to it from a like I can't tell. I can't decipher whether they're actually turning Sasha face or this is just another like a, it's like another story building point for Bailey, who's actually been a pretty good champion. Mind you, maybe she hasn't had the greatest matches, but as champ, she's been very good. Um, or is it a vehicle to get Naomi the title without having Bailey look bad, and then just having Sasha sort of in there as a like? It's, it's a this is one of the most more difficult matches to call for me. I think. I don't really care about this match. I know, but at the same time, it's interesting that this is the way they've gone and it's still somewhat, like, intriguing. If there was a like, crowd... usually the SmackDown Women's title is just like, uh, sure. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. But if there was a crowd, do you think this would just be Bailey v. Sasha? <laughs> or would that, would that, be, too, would that be too much? Apparently they ran out of time to do a sasha Bailey one. Did they? They thought about it too late, which is a weird yeah. thing to do. <laughs> they've, already, they've already been semi-building it for five years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and that's the thing. It does seem like they thought about it too late, but is this going to be another casual ble- like WWE blessing in disguise where all of a sudden, bring it up SummerSlam again, in front of fans, mm. this has a really raucous reception? Because if they did build up to it and it was just Bailey versus Sasha and you could hear them both shouting at each other, I, I don't think that would have worked. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense because, I mean, the fact that they have um, the NXT title on as well, this is definitely, even even if it was Bailey v. Sasha, I think the way that they've both been presented and the fact that SmackDown is shit, um, this would feel like proper third-tier woman's match on the card to me, even if it was them two. It probably wouldn't be in the ring. But it'd be, I think it'd be booked like it was third tier out of them three. Uh-huh. Um, so the fact that it's SummerSlam, I, well, God knows what will happen after the NXT title match, but we'll discuss that in a sec. I imagine um, it, it can get a proper, it can get a proper booking and can get proper promotion to the spot in the card it deserves, which is very much top tier. So if they build it properly, I think it'll not main event SummerSlam or anything. But it could do if it if it got the NXT treatment, but. Uh, it could definitely be either show opener for SummerSlam or mid, mid right in the middle of SummerSlam. It, uh, I think it deserves that. Um, but let's pick a winner. Um, I'll go Sasha because I've no, I've no idea what the build up is, so I'll just go Sasha. <laughs> uh, Alex, oh, I don't know. I pr- okay. I'll pick Bailey purely because I think it's the most likely. But being most likely is bad. Still only like a 40% chance, even less maybe. Do I need to get Scott Steiner maps on you? It's <laughs> <laughs> 25%. 25% uh, of 33% <laughs> means that you have no chance, Mo Dope. <laughs> uh, to do, who are you going for? Yeah, I, I think the Aunt Pam gimmick still has legs uh, for Bailey. That that would be cool if she carried on with the title. Um what I would have liked, um, I doubt they'll do this, but what I would like is for like either Lacey Evans or Naomi to win it. And it being as a result of Bailey and Sasha costing each other the match, mm. um, like where they're both going for a pin or something and they fight over it and someone else sneaks in and gets the pin. 
Only issue is um, it's elimination. Because I had the exact same thought. I was thinking that's, that would be great. But it is five-way elimination. I is think. it an elimination list? That's what I... I uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain she said now it's going to become a five-way. Because it was supposed to originally be a six-pack challenge, wasn't it? With Natalia, and then she... I assume something. Carmella was meant to be in this as well. I think Carmella's either injured or self-isolating before they it's, recorded it, SmackDown. It's, it's a fair I assumption. Was, <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I have it in my brain that Paige announced Natalia as well. I'm almost certain she did. But, I mean, that just goes to show how much I listened to Paige. But, yeah, I think I'm fairly certain it's elimination match. But otherwise, I reckoned that would have been a fantastic idea. Oh, if mm. it's an elimination match, then Bailey. If it's not, then, yeah, I, I want someone else to win it. And the reason why I don't think it's likely is because WWE doesn't seem capable of having a woman's storyline that isn't linked to a title. There's never, like, a secondary mm. just women's feud that, that doesn't involve a title. But I think if they cost each other the championship and that becomes a feud that leads to one of them becoming number one contender, um, that, that could be quite fire. But yeah, if it's an elimination one, then Bailey. Sure. Right. Right. We're up to about an hour and a half now. So I'm. we might do some of these a bit more quickly, but we can do the Roman one in three seconds because he's not in it and it'll be shit. Um, Ray of it. Words, guy. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> Ray Ripley v. Charlotte Flair. Um, this one, I mean, this is probably the most interesting one because when Charlotte won, I think a few people said maybe she'll go against uh, an NXT champion. Um, but I think quite a lot were expecting Charlotte v. Becky for the 800th time. But no, we've got we've got Rhea Ripley v. Charlotte. Um, the big question is, will Charlotte lose again at WrestleMania? Because she lost yeah. in the main event, kind of being a third wheel type thing. Will she put over Rhea Ripley? Surely. I mean, if she wins, it would be the biggest Vince get fucked Hunter I think I've ever seen. Because she hasn't been called up yet. This is an NXT title match. And then, what, is Charlotte just going to go back to NXT? That would be something. Honestly, the only way I'd be fine with this is if Charlotte literally won the title and it was just like, by the way, I'm back on NXT for the next 6 to 12 months. So have at me. But Rhea's the hottest thing that company's produced this year, this calendar year, maybe with the exception of Angel Gaza. Um, she's just, she's astronomically good. Uh, and I I cannot see a, a future where Charlotte is the NXT champion, which makes me think, yeah, of course Rhea's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'd certainly be interesting if Charlotte wins. And as you say, it'd be the most Vince thing ever. That's why I'm going to go with Charlotte. <laughs> so think, you reckon Charlotte will be on NXT week in, I, week out? I you think Vince she, is happy to say, you know what, that's fine, you can have it. I think the way that, obviously, NXT, you don't need everyone week to week. I think she can just pop in now and again, and she can just be on Raw week to week, and then when they need to build the story, she can just do TakeOver. But now, with the NXT women's title, though? Well, Shayna yeah. wasn't on every week, was she? I know it's kind of changed recently, but um, I think I think he could do it. It's only in Florida; they all live around Florida, don't they? So just pop off yeah. up, it'd be all right. I suppose that's I suppose it's true. 
Um, but if when NXT starts going on the road, it might be a tad more complicated. Um, but anyway, uh, today, what's your thoughts on this? I think Bianca Belair takes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I thought, just, I thought you'd slaughter it earlier, to be honest. <laughs> no, um, I, for me, though, I think Rhea hasn't looked as strong in this build-up as I thought she would have. So I don't know if they're doing that for her to play possum and then get the win. Um, but based on the build-up, I think Charlotte looks primed to win this. She She's looking strong. Um, Rhea can't get the one up on her, and I just think she just steamrolls her in classic Vince. Squash, squash match! <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? The thing is, like that absolutely makes sense, but it would be Vince doing it, but then losing the person that he's just made because he, she'd be going. Oh, she'll, still be on, she'll still be on Raw. This is Vince. I don't know. I don't know if she would. I don't know if she's just like walking around with the NXT imagine title on Raw. Imagine like, she wins and then she just doesn't have the title with her on Raw. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what the. Vince just being like, yeah, piss off. Into the dirt you go. You but think... remember, Raw is Vince's favorite show, and I could see him pitching the idea that having the NXT Women's Champion on Raw will elevate people to then go and watch NXT. When she does appear on NXT, yeah, I suppose it's true. Like, that's that, that, the thing. It's just <laughs> you, it, you never know. It's revenge that time Kevin Owens beat John Cena. It, it, yeah. it, he's, <laughs> he's he wasn't having any of that shit because <laughs> yeah. you can't just keep having these NXT guys coming over and winning. Exactly. You you it's just true. need to put them in their place, and I think is is there anyone more perfect to put NXT in their place than Charlotte? I would be. Absolutely, I would pay the most money in the world to just see Hunter's face if slash when Vince pitched that with complete <laughs> conviction of like, we're doing it, that's it, we're doing it, she's going to be on Raw, you can have her every three weeks, and just Hunter seething going like, just die, old man, for fuck's sake, just die. He'd just be sat there like, oh, when are we planning out the Ray of Charlotte? Oh, it's already filmed, but it's already it's already filmed, yeah. Hunter. It's already filmed. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. You didn't have to. Yeah, maybe that's why you just has to be at WrestleMania. Yes, Vince. Yes, we filmed it. Yes, Charlotte wanted everything. It's gone sp- swimmingly well. Oh, God. What was that? <laughs> Uh, well, it's done now. Sorry, can't change it. But uh, no, I just dear. I find it incredible. I will find it incredible if Charlotte wins, and yet somehow not. Oh, uh, Jesus! Because um, think about it, you. Because the Vince, the old Vince thing, is the whole Charlotte Roman thing. Now he's not going to get the Roman coronation. Is that going it to was affect the, the perfect of situation for Roman <laughs> to win as well? It was. <laughs> Literally everybody was like, please okay, win. Yeah, Roman, we're behind win. you now. Yeah, you better bloody win this time. And now nah. now he's fucked that. And now he's going to beat Bronze to Roman in so three seconds. Yeah. Two years in a row on WrestleMania weekend, we're not going to get a Roman and Charlotte coronation. Is that what you're telling me? I am. Imagine this, <laughs> this very podcast... This time last year, imagine hearing that and be able to believe it. <laughs> no, imagine... right, Charlotte squash. Charlotte in five. Is that seconds or minutes? <laughs> <laughs> One spear, job done. <laughs> he has a spear as well. So. Exactly. Oh, God. 
Uh, right, let's move on. Becky v. Shayna. Um, I'm not that big a fan of Shayna. She's just a bit. I, she's uh, a bit boring. I love her to death because she's boring and she's old school and she's like. I understand that people didn't didn't quite connect with the whole idea of the elimination chamber and her just steamrolling everyone because I understand that there are people I out there who mind sort of, well yeah yeah good that's okay then I don't have to explain myself there mm-hmm. but I think Shane's magic is that she's a foil for people she doesn't need to be the most destructive heel the demonstratively like I'm going to kill you heel she just needs to be that slightly bit too annoying to get, that slightly bit too hard, that slightly bit too cocky. You put her up against someone like, you know, Candace, and Candace is all happy and like, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And then Shannon's just like, no, stomp you into the ground. And the same thing happened with Dakota Kai. And then Kyrie was like, I'm a high flyer, I can I can do all this awesome stuff. Aren't I a pirate? Aren't I brilliant? And Shayna was like, I'm just going to catch you out of the air and I'm going to put, and like all this excitement that you bring. And Kyrie's a very exciting wrestler, or she was when she was a face. Uh, Shayna sort of stomps that out and she says no. Uh, the issue is, I think the fact that they haven't been able to do wrestling matches building up to this, this, this Becky versus Shayna thing has mm. hampered them because you couldn't have Shayna go and sort of stomp out Natalia in, in four seconds or, um, you know, break someone's arm I, in kayfabe. I, I kind of wanted, rather than the Elimination Chamber match, I just wanted her v. Asuka, which would have made which, more yeah, sense to me. That would have been fun. But at the same time, I think the Elimination Chamber allowed them to do this, to do Heyman's idea of uh, just literally killing everyone with submission. Whereas if it was just Shayna versus Asuka, uh, I don't even me, who's not a huge Oscar fan. I don't think that would have been a good idea. Having Shayna be so dominant against someone who really should be at least sort of competitive against her, whereas you have the Elimination Chamber thrown in as the sort of um, wild card, and then all of a sudden Shayna's what's the word? Dominance is too strong a word. I mean, it was clear dominance, but her character isn't a dominant one. It's just a price like a, a a fighting knock you out if i need to knock you out choke you out if i need to choke you out do what i need to do to win sort of character which i love i think it's old-fashioned i understand why people find it boring but to me yeah it's it's i just find it fantastic her debut of her biting someone's neck didn't really help <laughs> that was so strange because yes, it was, it's wasn't it? not really been referenced as any character point since it was sort of just to be like, well, ain't she scary? And we already knew she was scary because we watched the fucking product. Mm. What? Well, today, what's your thoughts on the match? And then we'll get into predictions. My only gripe is that they're trying to take away her um, catchphrase, the, the Queen of Spades. Because mm. I suppose you can't have Charlotte as the Queen and have Shayna as a Queen on the same show. And that's really irritating me because I think that's one of the cooler nicknames. Um, I think they're trying to give her the, the cage fighter or something like that as a, as a new nickname, and that's pissing me off so much. 
Um, it's also extremely annoying because she still does the spade. The spade. Exactly. She's still got a spade necklace. She's got a spade tattoo, and she's got spades on her tights. So I was like, well, it's there. Just use it. Just use it. Um, yeah. So that's irritating. Um, in terms of the match, I, I, based on how they've changed things, I don't see her winning it. Initially, with Becky being really cocky going into it, I thought it would have been nice for Becky to to carry that throughout the whole build-up and then lose the match by not taking her too seriously. And then you sort of get like a comeback Becky, like a you know rocky training type. And then she comes back more serious. Then we have a, a proper like blow-off match and whoever wins that one, you know, you can decide then. But considering Becky's not gone back to being serious and, and taking her seriously... I just don't see Shayna winning this one, which is unfortunate because what is Shayna if she's not winning? You know, I'm I'm worried that she's going to fall down the pecking order really, really quickly without getting a chance to establish herself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in terms of it was set up to be Becky's uh, overconfidence and then sort of all this shit happened and now... I don't know if they changed their plan or if it was just sort of like, well, let's just push that back again until SummerSlam. SummerSlam is going to be incredible. But yeah, it's a shame because I think they were absolutely going for, especially with the, when she came out with the jacket and the, the deal with the glasses, you absolutely got the sense of, ah, yeah, they're doing Becky is like Conor McGregor. She's going to be foiled by this just cage machine this cage fighter machine um, who's going to just like rip it to shreds. And now I get the sense that, yeah, they're going to, they either, they either push that back or that's just not the plan anymore purely because of what's happened with the virus. So predictions, I will go, Becky. I'll go Shana myself. To do you want? Becky, unfortunately. Mm. Do you guys still think Becky's as over as she was? Like no, nah, she's not. No. And that's why I thought it was perfectly timed for her to have this um pickup. She gets it she still gets an incredible response based but I think it's based on what she represents, which is this badass woman, rather than yeah. her actually doing think, anything cool. I think it goes up and down. I mean the post last year's mania, it went they fucking skyrocketed down with the Lacey Evans Baron yeah. Corbin shit. Went back up a bit with Asuka, because I think the match quality was there. Um, and since then, it's just she. I think she's one of the ones that needs the crowd more than anyone because the reactions there. She she's very good at interacting with the crowd, feeding off the crowd. And when it's empty, I think she can obviously deliver a, a, an awesome promo, but it, it's it's not really helped in that. I mean, having her come out in like a monster truck and stuff like that, it just feels a bit random. And you're just going, oh, it's stone cold when. That was Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Stone Cold would be as cool in today's day and age. And Becky was cool for a while. Mm. So now you're looking at it going, well, be cool again. <laughs> but it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I think the lo- I think, be cool again. <laughs> I think the loss would help because there's a reason not many people get long-term bookings anymore. Like, I think it works... The last one that worked, I think, was CM Punk, but that even that ended shitly. Um, yeah, with The Rock. Yeah, 
So long, I think long-term booking it, it just it just doesn't work as well in in this day and age. So I think it needs a needs a revamp one way or the other. Um, I'm not saying turn a heel or anything like that, but uh, I think a loss and then maybe goes away for a bit will help. Um. So yeah, Alex, I have to start with you for this one. Um, yes, indeedy. John Cena versus The Fiend, yes. Bray Wyatt, yes. in a Firefly Funhouse match, yes. which is filmed off-site in what is a yes. warehouse setting with film production yes. and yes. rumours of Jumper Bray, The Fiend. I don't know, we might yes. get the Doctor of Fugonomics, the prototype. Rumoured to be puppets as well. Oh my did you, god, did I, did not, I did not hear that. Rumoured to be... Um, flashback scenes or something like that. Oh. Like there was a bunch of things that, like, that it's basically going to be a movie. And John said when they figured out that they were doing it offsite, John Cena apparently came up with all these ideas and pitched them. Yes. I don't know whether he pitched them to. I imagine he pitched them to Bray first, but basically they just went, "All right, let's go bananas with this." Uh, this has been my favorite feud of 2020. Um, basically, surprisingly, because it was born out of nothing. Uh, obviously, it's not been that long, but in terms of 2020 only being four horrendous months so far or three, three full horrendous months so far. Um, but yeah, this, the, the, what they've done with it, brace firefly Funhouse, been brilliant. Cena's return promo. Brilliant. The realism they treated it with Bray being able to be this, this sort of, you know, I forgive you, John, but he doesn't for ruining him. John, you created the fiend. Now you have to live with your repercussions brilliant wrestling like brilliant uh what's the word not not necessarily spooky but sort of crazy wrestling vibes and i think if that same crazy wrestling vibe is paid off in the way that we know it can be uh in this firefly funhouse match then oh it's gonna be something special guy i get the sense that the post wrestlemania podcast we're gonna have to spend about 45 minutes just talking about the things in this firefly funhouse match we might have to just do a live a live pod Soon as it we'll fire we'll fi- nothing else to do, we'll fire up Skype. And we'll do yeah. it. or maybe Discord or something like that. We'll do a live one. Uh, but <laughs> it it sounds it sounds like it's going to be either awful but brilliant or brilliant but awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Or like brilliant but savage. Like like oh wow, that is experimental or brilliant because it's terrible um the interesting thing is who wins because i mean it's surely got, it's got wins. to be it it has to yeah, be it has to be him i <clears throat> seen a cat i guess i know he mentioned he wants to put an end to bray wyatt because he don't think he, I, I know that's fucking part of the story but he can't bury him again after yeah, the first he burial he can't he can't Especially, no, he, can't. he can't lose to Goldberg and then lose to That's John the Cena. Issue, yeah, the loss to Goldberg was so criminal that surely he has to win this to a fucking suplex. Yeah, I've, oh, I'm glad I never. Watched but it's that. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It never it, happened. It never really happened. It never happened. It never really happened. No, and we'll just ignore the main event because that never yep. happened. Never, never happened. Never happened. Never, never happened. happened. Um, the Universal title just fell into Goldberg's arms and yes! the Fiend's just waiting to find it again. He just lost it. Bray Wyatt lost it in the fi- in the fun house. And yeah. he couldn't find it for 30 days. He found John Cena instead and he thought, I have yeah. to deal with you first. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tadiwa, are you looking forward to a Firefly Funhouse match? 
I am. I am indeed. Um, it's a shame that there isn't a title involved in this one. I really think just the the allure of Cena's chasing the 17th title, um, looking to break the record versus, um, you know, this one where there isn't really much at stake. Um, just, is, yeah. And also the fact that Spear versus Spear would have been fine without a title in it. I just thought, yeah, that that's, that change of title messed up quite a lot. In terms of the match itself, I think the the moment that um, Bray Wyatt was involved with John Cena, I was excited because considering John Cena's position in in um, Hollywood at the moment, anything that he does, he's going to make sure that it's not anything stupid, and mm-hmm. he would be the only guy you know, apart from maybe Roman, but we've seen from times that Roman is, he doesn't necessarily always push back against Vince, but I think Cena would be the one guy that would say to Vince, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and mm. and he would be able to, to get away with it. So I was happy for Bray that they've been paired together because I think it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be imaginative. Um, it's going to allow Bray to be, creative i think cena would listen to his ideas a lot more than other people so it should be fun it should be intriguing who wins it i hope i hope bray wins it i think especially considering the new fast and furious movie has been pushed back a year there's more chance of bray winning it now whereas if it hadn't been pushed back i think cena would have won it leading into the promotion for that um, for that oh, movie God. coming out, but yeah, uh, that that was my that was my interpretation of what was going to happen. But I think considering that's been pushed back a year, Cena can afford to take a loss, and there's a really big chance to make a superstar in in the fiend because a lot of casual fans will definitely watch the John Cena match, or at least it would be referenced to in John Cena interviews and things going forward. So what better way than to, you know, for him to lose to this freakish guy? And you know, Cena's great at interviews. He will play the part, you know, like, oh, I, I was really freaked out by this guy. Have you seen his mask? And and I think you could really make a superstar out of Bray from this match. Yeah, that that's a very good point. <clears throat> and it's, guy, guy, just just imagine, right? Mm. John Cena's most profound, most incredible. Sit- Cinematic masterpiece is his match with the Fiend at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh dear! I mean, it's not. It's that, that, that doesn't sound like it's too difficult to be honest. What have we got to be fully loaded or whatever it is? Well, that that Amy Schumer film, uh, train wrecked. Yeah, not not many. <laughs> I've never seen it. But to, to be fair, I think to do makes a good point. Cena's not going to come in and do some daft shit he want he'll want i think he said he, he's definitely a part-time and i like that and he'll want his stuff to be memorable whilst he can still go um mm. just quick question to the floor do we think cena gets number 17 i think he will he do. says he doesn't want it really yeah Ooh. he says he doesn't want it i think they, they definitely would have done it by now um it just seems like he doesn't want it uh, that's why they haven't done it yet. So I think it's just waiting for him to either decide he wants it or it's not going to happen. So it's it, it's yeah. on Cena because it, Ric Flair's already given the blessing. Vince is happy to go with it. Cena's the one that's holding it back. That's, that's interesting. interesting. 
it'd be interesting to see who he'd beat because you'd imagine, say, if you did Reigns v Cena at some point, that'd probably be the perfect point to do it. Yeah, Maybe. but surely Cena has to give the the rub to Reigns. I that's but exactly I what I think. I think um, if Cena wins is... seventeen, he would give it to Reigns. But yeah, it's a, who could who could he? I mean, he's not going to. Safe with safe with fantasy book till next WrestleMania. Christ, we're gonna go along here, lads. <laughs> um, so if we go to next WrestleMania, I mean, you could probably set it up depending on Cena's schedule. But who who could he beat? I mean, do you, he's not gonna beat. You don't want him to beat the Fiend for a title, but someone has to be. Someone has to be. Corbin. Someone has to be Goldberg for the title. Yeah, it's not gonna Jesus. be. It's not gonna be fucking Braun. Let's be honest. So imagine Reigns is gonna beat. Goldberg for the title somewhere down the line, probably SummerSlam, which is probably going to start next weekend. By the way, we're booking it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, first pay per view back. Oh, yeah. by the way, lads, it's <laughs> here it comes, all the big shit. Uh, but say Reigns beats Goldberg because that seems to be the only one who could do it. No one likes Reigns, especially at these big events, and Cena winning it, I think that'd be it. And then you you could do the rematch the year after. Almost rock Seder again. Thrice in a lifetime. Yeah. So I think you could see Cena beat Reigns for 17, and then the year after we could see Reigns v Cena, beat Cena, and give the rub. Maybe. I think Taddy's right, though. I think, well, I mean, I'm I'm certain he's right in terms of the fact that he doesn't want it, but I I can't see it happening unless Cena asks for it, and I don't know if Cena Mm. would ask for it anymore. Purely because, you know, if he gets in a run of films, he won't have time. True, but I mean well, the, no, rock, I the, the rock. rock the Rock is yeah. the world's busiest man, and he's had two. He's had <laughs> yeah. two. Runs yeah, he did. No one. He did. Yeah, he had one. No one. He had from three matches. Yeah, three, he had three matches or something like that, didn't he? Um, but yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Um, so yeah, I think we're all. Are we all going with the fiend? Yeah. 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 And that'll be my match of the night because it will be amazing one way or the other. <laughs> uh, um, actually, maybe not match of the night, but moment of the night. It's got to be Edge v Randy Orton, hasn't it? This has been the yep. best. This has been the best told story oh, yeah. since Royal Rumble. By it has actually. Yeah, when I when I said Bray versus um, yeah, but that's, a, that's my a, favorite storyline. I'll us. be honest, I forgot about this one. Yes. Um, it's it's brilliant. They're both incredible. They're both in my top five wrestlers of all time, purely because I grew up with them. Um, mm. There's not much to say other than they're brilliant. And Randy Orton, motivated, is genuinely one of the top five. When he's not Randy Borton, he's yeah, fucking amazing. Absolutely. And this is what One he of is. the greatest heels the business has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as I said, this has been a great told story getting Beth Phoenix involved at the, the moment after the Royal Rumble, fucking hell. Um, Jesus. Uh, Tadiwa, who, who are you going for in this? I mean, is Edge too obvious? Or is it too obvious for a good reason? I think the crowd is another factor for this mm. one. Because I think with the crowd, I would have said Edge is for sure is winning it. Without the crowd, they could extend this. They really could extend this. But Last Man Standing kind of feels like a final finality match. So I think it's going to have mm. to be Edge. 
just because of the stipulation that it's last man standing. Because I, I don't see how you continue it with with Orton winning and it being a last man standing match. So yeah, it's it's going to be edge for me. And I'm, I'm I I always thought that I was going to look forward to the build up more than the match itself because of the fact that it's a gimmicky match and last man standing. It looks like they're going to be just well, they're going to be, you know, taking the match all around the performance center type type of thing, than necessarily it just being mm-hmm. in the ring. So we're not going to necessarily see a true masterclass one-on-one match that I think these guys could definitely pull off. So I was always interested more in the build-up and obviously the entrances, mm-hmm. Edge's entrance, the insane than necessarily the match um, because of the stipulation. And then interesting that um, in terms of getting ready for not just Royal Rumble, but also, you know, I suppose leading up to this match, that it's been the revival that I've been putting Edge through his, through his paces, and they don't seem to be in favor at, in, in the WWE at the moment. But they're the ones that put him through his paces, uh, alongside with obviously Beth, his wife. Mm. Um, they were the ones that got him ready to for his Royal Rumble appearance and obviously then going forward to, to this match. That's interesting. That's interesting. I think I'll start watching AEW once the revival will go, because that'll just be too, be too good not to watch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, who have you got in this mm, one? I think it'll be Randy. I think, yeah, the last man standing is quite a final match, but not not always. Um, reminiscently, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa was a really creative way to end. That will never end. I know, <laughs> but yeah, but hang on, hear me out. That was right? meant to be. That was meant to be a triple. That was meant to be a triple threat. <laughs> the fact that they literally Triple H was like. Fuck you, Vince. You brought them back as a tag team. I'm finishing this feud, whether you like it or not, whether anyone <laughs> likes it or not. He literally flipped the roles, turned Johnny heel just to finish this feud, and then the coronavirus came out and just ruined everything again. That's just, this feud is cursed to never end. However, I think that that last man standing match showed a sort of new way that you could creatively, technically get your way out of a last man standing match if you True. didn't want it to be a blow-off. So maybe they do it like that. I I think there's a story to be told in Edge being overzealous and sort of too crazed and sort of costing himself. But at the same time, it, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those that if it was a crowd, it'd absolutely be a payoff. But now that there's not a crowd, are we adding this to the card at SummerSlam or <laughs> yeah. is that too far away? Um, this, oh god, you know this will be at the Saudi show. Nah, surely not. Sure, like I I. I don't about they've, three, they've three, hurt appearances they've three matches a year, so we got to use them sparingly. Oh, is that what he's got? Three? Yeah, I think it's three matches a year for Edge. So is that WrestleMania or WrestleMania? Yeah, I think so. So what's WrestleMania see, that one? I was about to, I was about to ask, how do we actually see him being utilized? Because it's not like he can just go back and be a week by week wrestler and do the Daniel Bryan schedule. Like I, I think he'd want to work. I think after Randy, he'd probably want to work with someone of the new generation. I reckon he might want to work AJ. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what have we got, AJ? Oh, God, he might... I don't know. I reckon... Again, we don't know what the calendars are going to look like, but I think AJ... 
Uh, if you want to build... I was about to say so- AJ copying a loss to Taker, but you can't really have AJ lose twice to a legend. Mm. Yeah, he so might- it's a three-year three year deal, three million a year. Um, must compete, compete in at least three matches a year to get the oh, full yeah. million for each year. So, so he, could, three, he, three could, three. He, he could work more he could by the sounds of... But if he, wants to, if he wants to work with younger people, I mean, AJ is probably the best shout there. KO, maybe? Yeah. Seth, could it, say. Yeah. It'd be great to put over someone like Andrade. You could build it'd Andrade. Be, be fun. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, again, again yeah. digressing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think Randy will win this. I'm going to go Randy as well. I'm going to go Randy as well. Right, Goldberg v. Braun. I don't care. Goldberg's won. I just don't give a shit. Right, we'll Goldberg can win. We'll skip Fuck that him one. Off. We'll skip I, that. I really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. Can I just say, as a as a Roman fan, and I know that that might be like like a, a controversial ish opinion, this would have been perfect because people would have mm. cheered him. Yeah. And it's real. I'm really annoyed that it didn't actually work like that and i completely agree with roman's decision to like obviously stay away but just mm-hmm. the fact that now we have to suffer through gold more of goldberg as universal champ just get put in the bin i hate it i hate that goldberg beat the fiend and i hate that roman's triumphant moment where it could have been a triumphant moment has now been soured it's really annoying could they not give it to braun purely because that roman no. braun feud was epic it's true. Raw. Roman pretty it much fun. carried him through his best matches. Yeah, I thought so, that was phenomenal. So the Gold- Goldberg beats the Fiend in two men's with a suplex, and then loses to, then Braun. Loses to Braun Strowman. I, yeah. I, I can't be having that. But, that. Okay, but hang on, guy. Are, you, are we expecting Goldberg to come back and be a regular champion again? He's already booked for SummerSlam in our fucking. 10 hour, 10-15 <laughs> hour card. <laughs> SummerSlam's going to be 8 hours. <laughs> SummerSlam, the, the week, <laughs> the week long event. Fucking hell, uh, Jesus! But you can't. It was all set up for Roman to win, and as I just said, I mean, Braun's just lost to Sammy fucking Zayn. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, look, you're not wrong. Look, it's absolutely not wrong. But I think what Taddy said has merit. Purely because what are you going to have? Braun be there for... Uh, sorry, Brock and uh, Goldberg be a regular Universal Champion again? Well, it's only... Well, we don't we don't know what the state of TV is and they like to take time That's off exactly or something. Easy. If they take yeah. a month off, then SummerSlam's only a month away? When is it? August? It's August. So if it, if it doesn't start it again until June... Yeah. Well, it's two months. But still, Goldberg, I think Goldberg will turn up if need be. It's a payment. <laughs> Nobody wants him to. Well, needs must, innit? Yeah, but you don't like Braun either. Do that's, a, that, that's absolutely true. I don't like Braun. I don't I like Braun either. Wildly overrated. <sighs> it, oh God. Either way, this match is going to be shit. Um, it really is. Well, th- this is the big question. Do you think this one will close, or do you think they'll change it to Brock v. Drew? They must v. change Drew. it. They must do. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. the way, my, my reasoning for Braun winning as well was that there's no way he's lifting him for a jackhammer, even if they put the strings on him and... and green and screen the, people. Even true. with the green yeah. screen, there's no way That's he's... True. 
getting him up for any sort of suplex jackhammer. He will beat him. Eight spears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll just beat him with the suplex, aided by 17 men. <laughs> I don't think he can suplex him either. No, I don't think so. He'll just edit it, is where he just does a. He just jumps in a front flip and he'll just edit in Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the they're I feel like they're rated the, RKO gifts. They'll like film it from the back and they'll have a stunt double. <laughs> so you oh, just a big inflatable, one of those big inflatable men just being hoisted into the air. Goldberg looks a lot like Brock Lesnar right there. What a tattoo on his stomach! Oh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, uh, right, so yeah, that'll be shit. Uh, I think me and Alex have gone Goldberg and. Are you actually going to go Braun? Or are you just I'm saying... going to go Braun. No, I'm going to go Braun. Oh. Yeah, that's just, that's just being different. Right, anyway. <laughs> what, again, I mean, if this was a normal WrestleMania, you'd probably say this has been one of the better told stories in Brock v. Drew. Drew, it, I think this is the power of the Royal Rumble because he was in a pretty shit position before the Royal Rumble build. I think he's building up to something. But he's quickly maybe establishes too strong a word because it might depend on the result, but he feels like a main event, doesn't he? Yes, and remember, a certain Tadiwa of this parish did say it, and he did say, you know what, a rumble can make a star, and Drew's had the perfect sort of build-up to this point if if they want to have him explode. So, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Should have been Alistair Black fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but I think this will be do you think this will be one of Brock's ma- good matches because we've seen in Wrestlemania we assume will be the main event mixed results I think him v Roman the first time was good second time was shit yes that's the issue will it be a first Roman style match or second mm. uh, I hope it's good the issue is I don't think Drew's ever really put on a an elite match. I think um, he can put on elite brawls, and that's what Brock does. Yeah, that's probably true, actually, yeah. I think if it if it does descend into a brawl, it, it could be good. But my only, like, reticence, slight reticence is that all of Brock's matches that are amazing have happened against smaller dudes, and obviously Drew's not that. But, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. Have you seen his really kip? Buy into it. <laughs> he can do it also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think they they look like they have good chemistry from just working on TV. And Brock yeah, looks like that's... he wants to sell because that bloke was dying. He was he was trying he was trying to die in the Royal Rumble after getting Claymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks and like there he was, was a moment on Raw where he was saying, yeah, "Raise the, the title, title. raise yeah, the yeah. title." Good, good point. Good point. Mm. So I think it it looked like Brock will want to work. Obviously, it being pre-taped, you can kind of. Say stop being a bell end. Here's some more money. Um, that might work. But uh, today, were your thoughts on this? I think it's going to be a, a a shock, quick Drew squash. Ooh, because of a you threw a, like a claymore kick. Mm. Not not necessarily too short, but similar to kind of how Goldberg Goldberg, beat yeah. Brock. Not, that, the, that, not the Survivor Series thirteen second. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But that's the vibe I'm getting. Like a hard hitting, quick match, claymore kick, shock win, um, and then Brock can always come back and try and win it back. Whether or not he wins it back, uh, that's at SummerSlam. Sure <laughs> 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 
Yes. <laughs> yes. This card is looking electric, lads. Yeah, but I'm I'm going I'm going Drew getting stuck because he'll be a made man if he beats if he pins Brock Lesnar with one Claymore kick. Make that finisher like. Uh, an established finisher you know there are only so few finishers that people don't kick out of uh end of days is one uh dirty deeds was one but that's obviously gone to aew uh black mass was one until they messed up account and that was such a cool that was such a cool moment though yeah um so there there are only two protected finishes at the moment in WWE. If a shock win over Brock with the Claymore kick, I think Drew could become the third of in terms of protected finishes. And on that, Heyman certainly pumped it up in the build. He keeps mentioning how the Claymore kick's dangerous and he keeps mentioning how yeah. if if Brock eats one he'll he'll get back up, etc. etc. Like as if as if that would be such an incredible thing. So yeah, I think yeah, that could very much have and a it looks as well. I dig that. It does. It is such and a it's cool one of those, finisher. It's one of the few things that the one, like his build-up beforehand actually works. The 3-2-1, as cringy as it sort of seems, it actually does build you up to be like, because the, the magic of the RKO is it's out of nowhere, right? And the magic of the Claymore kick is it could be out of nowhere. Mm. But when it's built up, it's like Randy pumping the mat, like hitting yeah. the mat. You're just like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, bang. And I think that could really be lethal. And then you realise it's a seven-foot bloke who's literally chiselled, is running fast and booting you yeah. in the fucking head. Literally <laughs> killing your head. Uh, dear, I'm going to go Drew as well. Yeah, me too. I, In fact, now I I have an inkling that it will be that that quick make Drew look incredible squash. And last time we were this certain about a Brock Lesnar main event, he beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> If it works out, though, my my new gimmick will be the Drew Oracle. Yeah, the anti Paul Herman. <laughs> it's not a prediction; it's a spoiler. Mm. <laughs> it's a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a prediction. Oh dear. Um. So, I mean, overall, show good, bad, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, cardboard is brilliant. In in terms of the actual show, it looks extremely intriguing, and I'm actually very excited, purely to see how it plays out. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think the in-ring is going to be amazing, considering it's taped. Even the not-so-good matches, I think, mm. are going to surprise people, so just no because winning. of that factor. Um, the only interesting thing will be not having a crowd to feed off for three and a half hours. I think that might take away some of it, but hopefully they... They they split the gimmick matches up enough that they then give the pickup, um, mm. opposed to just you know hearing people feed and bump. They can just pump <laughs> in. They can pump in crowd noise like the Etihad. <laughs> oh yeah, and WWE is yeah. not shy of doing that. That's either, very so. true. That's very true. It's weird how all those frowning fans cheer. <laughs> <laughs> like those old Smackdowns in <laughs> 2011 when they were taped, you'd hear a a colossal cheer for yeah. freaking <laughs> someone daft. You just go, oh, yeah, that's definitely not natural. Oh, uh, dear. Um, before we finish, uh, match of the night. Ooh. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, purely for the manicness of it. 
What say you to the Street Profits versus Austin Three and Angel Gaza. Ooh, I like Ooh. it. I will go in ring. I'll go Sammy Bryan, but for me, it's got to be the Firefly Funhouse match. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the moment uh, for me, it's got to be Edge being back at WrestleMania. Um, anything different moment wise? Ooh. Gronk, which taker walking comes? out. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> which no, taker shows up? Yeah, Ooh, it's all three of them. <laughs> that's the point, yep. That's it, absolutely it. Uh, if he comes out to Limp Biscuit in a graveyard, I am... Oh, word. He has to come with the motorcycle. Free in the morning, yeah. I will start screaming like a girl. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. That would be amazing. But seeing as you mentioned Gronk, we're finishing the podcast. Um... <laughs> right thank you for listening i can't be asked splitting into two I d- just if you made it this far thank you very much you've got a few days to listen to it um there's nothing else to do there's tv shit at all so hope you enjoyed the podcast um so thank you for listening thank you both of you for joining me it has been a long one goodbye <laughs>